good technique, he will be elite. If his technique becomes great, not just good, then he's a Hall of Famer. Fighting through contact, fighting through offensive line, beating the double team, multiple moves stacked into one, just a play of pure domination. This is actual film, this is actual football talk. It's a football show, we're supposed to football, not storylines. And you are listening to another edition of Blue It Splits. The first film review I've done in, well, you guys just watched, hopefully, Hardy a couple of days ago. Um, but the first film review, uh, review I've done in almost in almost two months, a uh, month and a half, a little bit over. Um, so it might be a little bit rusty, but happy to be back uh, talking about some football that actually happened. Uh, unfortunately, with preseason, it's only the broadcast angle. And unfortunately, with, with, with the NFL is doing right now, uh, as of right now, I think Jetix, we have a uh, we have a way to watch all 22 during the season. Hopefully, they don't cut that way out too because they're screwing with Game Pass. Hopefully, um, we're able to keep it forever. You know, in terms of the all 22, but we'll see. It, I don't think it will go away permanently. But the fact that they're coming out and saying it might not be available for the start of the season is complete BS because there's plenty of industries and people's jobs who rely on the all 22. But Nonetheless, uh, this game, regardless, we're going to break it down on, on a broadcast. So there's a lot of the coverages and some of the concepts we, we can't necessarily see. So it's a lot more trench play. And even with it's trench play, where you, where you don't have it from, from behind, from the end zone view, it's hard to see Zach Wilson's footwork, his throwing motion, the blocks, the defensive lineman's moves. It's all a little bit harder to evaluate. But we'll go over all of it generally. Uh, I have 49 plays to do. Um, and with that being said, I have an announcement. Well, I have a couple, I have a couple things of housekeeping. Um, one, again, if you, if you're a subscriber to the website and you want to join a fantasy football league, um, there's a couple of us in us right now. If we get 12 people, we'll do it. Um, we're going to accept anywhere from 12 to 16. Um, so just email me, Joe, uh, period blew it at jetsexfactor.com. You can also tweet me or message me, whatever, whatever it is. Comment on here if you if you want in twenty five dollar buy in. Um, so it's pretty it's pretty cheap, but we want to do something to to have the interaction with uh, with the subscribers out there. And then I'm also going to do the pick them every week too. So if you want to get involved in that, let me know. Other than that, uh, we had a great showing at the live stream. Uh, Kyle and I were watching the game on Saturday night, and we decided to do a live stream after and. Over 200 people showed up, and then over 100 were here until 3 o'clock in the morning. This was absolutely fantastic. So I decided to pull the trigger on a weekly Thursday live stream starting during the season, not starting now. So the weekly live stream will start again, what is it, 9-16. And I'm going to alternate from Kyle Smith one week to Michael Nania and Robbie Sabo, if they can both make it. If not, I'll do it with one of them. Doesn't, you know, we'll, we'll figure that out. But every single week is going to be Kyle, then the JetX guys, Kyle, JetX, Kyle, JetX, which I'm just saying JetX instead of saying two names. And then maybe once the season ends, we'll probably, I'll probably do it every other week again. But I, I want to kick it up from every other week to every week. And then during the season, I want to kick it up from once a month to um, every other week. So I really appreciated the support. I figured why the, why the hell not just, just do it every single week. You know, if you guys are liking it, then we're going to, we're going to do it. So every Thursday, 6 PM, uh, be there. That's when we'll be, t- when we'll be talking about it. I would love to do a show on like Monday or Tuesday night. 
Um, but we want to watch the, the game and be able to di- digest it before we talk about it and get questions about it inevitably. And then also, uh, there might be a little bit of a partnership going on with another, with another YouTube channel with JetX. I'm not going to say it until it's official, but, um, look out for that. We'll, 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 we'll discuss it in the future. Um, so <clears throat> getting into the game, uh, 12-7 Jets take, take the dub. Uh, obviously we're going to the Super Bowl now, you know, beating up <clears throat> on the Giants backups. And I know, I know obviously they didn't have Jones, they didn't have Galladay, they didn't have Tony, they didn't have some of their corners. Um, they didn't have like a linebacker, but they, they played like, I would say like half the starters for the same time the Jets played their starters. Um, Jets obviously didn't have Q and, um, you know, some, some other players out there, obviously ABT, Elijah Moore was out. So overall, um, it's preseason though. So you're not, you don't want to take too, too much away, but, uh, we're going to break down what we, what we can. Um, and we're going to start with the studs of the game. As you guys know, if you're new here, uh, when the Jets win, I start with the three studs. And if they lose, I start with the three duds considering the Jets won 12 to seven. We start off with the, um, with the studs of the game. Let me just pull up all the plays. Um, the, my third stud of the game, which I think people are going to be a little, little bit surprised uh, with my list here. Um, but I did it kind of based on who had the most to prove um, and, and what they proved in terms of their, like their, their roster spot. Like uh, you'll see, I'm not, I don't want to give too, I don't want to give too much away, which, you know, I'm sure you're sitting at the edge of your seats, <laughs> but um, my first of the game, Bryce, Huff, or sorry, my third set of the game. So the number three, one being the best, uh, number three is, is Bryce Huff. Um, obviously played a ton of reps or at least definitely a good amount, but you're looking at a guy who has been filling in for the, the Vinnie Curry role where you'd assume that Vinnie Curry is going to be like the primary pass rusher on, on, you know, third and long situations, any pass rushing situations, it's going to be Curry and it still probably will be. Um, but Huff is making his name and making his case <clears throat> one to make the roster because now it seems like a lock, but a couple of weeks ago, I'm sure there's people out there who are saying he's not going to make the roster, which I never would have agreed with because of what he proved in his rookie year as a UDFA with no pre- preseason, no training camp. Um, when he was not playing a ton of snaps, he was pretty damn effective. Maybe not, not by sacks, uh, sacks, you know, whatever he had two or two and a half, uh, maybe even one and a half, but he was getting there. Um, so it was a positive. And um, <clears throat> now you hear him having really good camps. You see him green and white scrimmage, beating Moses, spin moves, dips around the outside, double swipes. Um, and then he comes out in this game and, and you're looking at a guy who has two sacks in a game um, where he sees a ton of reps, albeit, you know, against, I'm sure the backup at, at, at you know, midpoint in the fourth quarter or the fourth quarter, whenever he got the second sack he got. But the first sack he got was against the Giants, I believe, starting right tackle. And it was the third play of their offensive drive, you know, on third down. So, um, huge game for him. <clears throat> Obviously, <clears throat> getting two sacks is 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 a is big time, especially for a guy who's fighting again not only to make the roster, well, not 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 to make the roster anymore, but a guy who's fighting to be that starting DN. Because if he develops into a guy like not even a crazy high ceiling, like let's say he's a guy who gets can get five to seven sacks a year and just be a solid edge rusher. And, and, a, and a four three, do you really need at the end next year, or can, now can you pour some more of that capital into you know tight end and corner and maybe safeties, depending on you know there's a lot of one year contracts in that safety room, and obviously offensive line, tight end. I think I think I already said one of those uh, 
offensive positions twice, but nonetheless, um, you wouldn't have to make it a big investment because to get typically Huff being, you know, the, the outlier, you don't really find a lot of productive guys press past premium capital. Um, obviously for agency premium capital to sign guys like Carl Lawson for 14, $15 million a year. And then typically in the draft, it's not a position like, you know, receiver or running back or, you know, sometimes even guard, like some of these guys you can find pretty late in the draft and, and develop. Edge rusher is typically not one of those positions. So to find a guy like Huff as a UDFA last year, and if he can produce and be on a really cheap contract for four years, fantastic. Obviously, we'll see if we sign him after that, but bet we're jumping the gun there a lot. But um, you see the explosion off the line. He definitely has he's good explosion. Um, and I believe he beats the right tackle here with a double swipe um, on, the, on the top right here. Again, I am going to eventually get technology where I could draw on the screen, get a different computer maybe, get a pen, start drawing some lines, start drawing some some coverages, start drawing some zone drops, whatever, like point it out a little bit better for now and use my cursor. Um, but that that will happen. Also figure out, get a background too and whatever else. <clears throat> but um, we're watching on the top of the screen right here. Again, and, and the first and you, the first thing you notice, one is both both Huff and Lawson's explosion off the line um, is is pretty apparent. And Huff is actually has a head start on Lawson, so um, he showed even better burst there. It's very slight, <clears throat> but it's it's there a tiny tiny bit. And again, good job just anticipating the hands double swipe. It doesn't look like the one even lands because the the right tackle doesn't even shoot his left hand, but seemingly lands it on the outside arm <clears throat> and then once he swipes he because he wants to to get rid of the hands and then once you start to clear the hips once you start to get even with the hips like he is right here he wants to throw that rep into corner and to defeat any 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 punch that's going to um going to try to prohibit him from bending the corner so if he does swipe and then the right tackle 74 is to get his right hand back onto the chest of huff and the left hand back onto the hip and wrench him, which is basically just standing him up, stopping his momentum. Um, the rip is one going to allow him to corner and use that rip as a pivot point to turn tighter. And it's also going to limit the effectiveness of that hand that's, that's trying to, to stop Huff if he was able to get that hand back on because you're lifting up the elbow. And now obviously you're limiting the power. Uh, you're going to be a lot less powerful with, with an elbow like this and an elbow that's, that's tightened to your body. You can push back kind of using your core to, to push them back and use some circular force. But when it's lifted up like this, you, you have no shot. So um, great burst, double swipe right into a rip. You can see it right there. Um, ideally, rips are, are a little bit – you can be tight, but ideally you want to really lift that elbow up. It's not really necessarily lifting the elbow up, but he, he, he burst it past him so quick he didn't really necessarily need to because he's already there. Um, clears the edge, and he's, he's there. Good bend. You see the 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 the, uh, the power through this bend, able to kind of stay on track with this guy trying to push him up the arc to move past Daniel Jones. Or sorry, not Daniel Jones, Mike Glennon, um, and he gets the sack, gets that 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 uh, outside arm free, and and even even um, you have uh, loss on the, on the bottom too. Another double swipe looks like he might miss with the with the top hand, um, or, or sorry with the with the near hand, the right hand. But in general, double double swipe into another into another swipe shop, and he could probably be there too if Daniel Jones is not stepping up. Or sorry, I keep saying Daniel Jones because his Giants quarterback, um, Mike Glennon. If Mike Glennon doesn't step up right here, Lawson could have won, 
Now he would have probably had to reach and his tackle radius is relatively short. So maybe he wouldn't have got it here. Maybe it would have been a, a quarterback hit. Um, but if he stayed right there, he, it, it would have been pretty close. Um, but in general, I didn't even need to because of Huff and, and how quick he got off the line, the, the moves, the rip, the bend, the power through the bend, all really good. So <clears throat> just one more time, just watch the, the, uh, the burst that he has right there. It's good. That's a quick win. That's a really quick one. Um, so hell of a job by, by Bryce Huff. Um, next play, which let me, let me organize this. I'm not used to having three screens up at the same time like this trying to, uh, okay. His next play 45, I think it's his next sec, but this is a 45th play I recorded. Actually the 46 I screwed up my count. I put like 32 twice, I think, uh, <clears throat> next play another sack. Yeah. Okay. So we're looking up here again, four point stance that, that, that sprinter stance, Allows the well, you, I, there's people who are more explosive than a, than a three and a four, but you're inevitably, <clears throat> and and actually, you should be. You think you think based on your leverage or your body that you should be more explosive at a three or a four. Some guys are more explosive at a, at a two, which is crazy. Um, I believe for, I think Jakai play was like that, where he's almost more explosive in a, in a two point stance. I could be wrong though on that. Um, just trying to bring it back to thousands of plays ago that I watched. You know, a lot of Jakai play stuff. Um, but let's watch the top of the screen, watch in full, in, uh, in full speed all the way through first. <clears throat> Again, now this is against a backup, um, but in general, good burst off the line. Uh, we're going to talk about this guy too in the bottom. I don't, I don't think he's going to make the team, but he might have earned a practice squad spot if he keeps if he keeps playing like he did this this game because he actually made some plays. I forget his name off the top of my head, um, but I know I have it written down in my notes. So, um, but in general, watching Huff again, good burst. And again, I would love to see the end zone view of this because to me, he gives that little jab right there. One, two three jab and typically what that will do with a guy rushing up the arc and then he jabs inside. They think they're about to get bull rushed. They think they're, he's about to make inside move and they go to either anchor down or they go to kind of drop the post right here. The, the, the post puts the left foot on in this instance for the tackle. And then it gives them the outside track. So by stabbing inside there, he's trying to soften the edge to get around the edge. Um, so good stab inside stab, get outside. And now he's already even with the hips. So now you try to defeat the arms. Looks like again, looks like the right hand misses on the on the swipe, um, but he's already kind of past that that point where it's going to be uber effective anyway for that for that tackle. But it looks like a double swipe again. This hand lands high. He gets he's lower than the tackle, so playing with good leverage. Doesn't get the rip fully in. I'm not sure if he's held right here or not. Like you can you can argue that he that he is, but it looks like he slips more than he's held. To be honest, to me right. Like right here, could be either or. A little bit hard to tell from this from this angle. Uh, I think you know Jetson. Oh, he's held. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. But regardless of whether being held or just being being you know slipping, he's able to maintain his balance through contact, which is even probably more impressive than him not losing balance. Like this just shows off athleticism because this is not an easy position to recover from. Look how low he is, about to face plant into the turf, and uh, he's able to to stay up. And continue bending through contact, not just by himself, through contact. The guy's on his back. And he's able to maintain his balance, get his hands on for the sack. Hell of a rush by, by Huff there. Again, we'll watch it again in full speed. But um, really impressive in terms of the burst and the, and the balance right here. That's not easy to stay up like that. 
obviously. Um, I don't think any of us have experienced a 300 pound guy pretty much on our back and trying to stand up through it while you're, while you're tripping, but it's pretty tough. You know, I haven't done it, but <laughs> I can imagine. Um, number two, sub of the game, um, which, oh yeah, by the way, welcome back. Eagle, uh, big, big supporter of the show. He always timestamps stuff for me. So this is his first time back. I was going to say it, but, uh, appreciate it. I know you're, I know you're doing it. Um, and again, I'm really excited to see you guys weekly live streams for the whole season. So for 18, 19 weeks, and then we go, and then we go like every other week for the off season. Cause I just don't want to do it every week because then we run out of stuff to talk about. We have the same questions and it's just, it gets to the point where it's too repetitive, you know, because how many times, what are you gonna be able to talk about in February? Like recaps of the season, <clears throat> et cetera. But I still have films to do. I, you know, I still have, free agents to break down. So this, this is not the primary thing, but it's definitely becoming, becoming a bigger thing. So I really uh, enjoy the interaction with you guys. So um, in the box, I think in the box score, they only had Marshall for a sack, but he definitely had a sack and a half and he's my number two. Um, looking at a guy who, again, sixth round pick, late round guy who, this is a guy who's definitely fighting to make the roster with the talent that's in front of him, just a defensive tackle, you know, obviously, Count JFM if you want to. He's he's a hybrid D tackle D end, but let's just count him for now. I I, I guess or not doesn't really matter. Um, but you have Q, JFM, Rankins, and then you also have Fadokasi, who's a lock, and then you have Shepard. Right. Let, let, let's not even count. Let's not even count JFM now because you can put him on D end regardless. It's all defensive front. But Q, Rankins, Fadokasi, Shepard. He's fighting for Shepard for that fourth, fifth spot, <clears throat> maybe sixth spot. Maybe he's fighting with a defensive end, you know, but uh, Shepard, I think he'd be pretty effective in this game. So I don't think it's just, oh, throw Shepard aside. Like, yeah, he's a little bit older, but um, he's one of the more true guys to play nose tackle. Like you, you want Marshall at three, you want Q at three, or at least near three, you know, by the guard. You want um, Rankins there too. So you have Fado Kasi, and I would argue that, 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 not and not Marshall. I'm just saying in terms of in terms of Shepard. Shepard might be the guy you want at zero out of anybody past um past Fadokasi. And obviously that allows you know your other guys to be they're more more effective position. You want to put them kind of kind of out of out of position necessarily. And obviously if it's a pass rushing snap, that's fine. But in terms of being a, a, a stuffing nose tackle, like Marshall has that raw power um to handle it at the minimum. So um or the, yeah, Shepard has has a raw power, but in general, Marshall's fighting for a roster spot. He comes out here, and he has you know a sack and a half. And there were some times where I watched him. He got moved off the ball against double teams, which is going to happen. It, it happened to him in college. It's going to happen to him in the NFL. But if he's going to make the team, it's it's going to be for that that relative athletic score, that nine nine, uh, that point uh, that nine point nine nine. The fact that he could burst through a gap and get to a quarterback, he's not he's not going to be on the Jets this year. Maybe he develops to be a every down defensive tackle stuff, you know, run stuffing plus, you know, pass rushing type guy. He's going to come in on third down and be told to explode through the B gap, a gap, whatever gap it may be to stunt and to take advantage of that athleticism. And you're looking at his first game and he gets, Oh, well maybe it was a sack and a safety. I don't know if they count that differently, but it was, it was, it was pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it was two sacks just by himself or, Maybe maybe one was was the team stack, but in general, uh, you love to see it. So we're watching him right here. Um, three technique near 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 to us. 
Um, he could be a, he could be like a two eye or something like that. We're just gonna call him a three. I can't necessarily see, but um, he's outside shoulder of the guard, so we'll be generic and call him a three. Could be a tight three. Could be well, so he's not a two eye. So he could be a tight three, loose three, a four eye. Doesn't look like he's a four eye, but in general, outside shoulder of the guard right there. And let's watch in full speed. And we're just seeing some raw power again. I you really would like the the end zone view of this. Um, comes off the ball, a little bit of a softer stance, pops up. Now, whether it be that he's that he's reading uh, run to pass or not, not sure. Um, but in terms of technique and all these and, and and all the stuff we talk about, is it the cleanest here in terms of like splitting the double team, defeating some hands? No, there's some there's some guys. There's there's the Q Williams out there who would throw like a double rep right here or swat the hands, whatever it may be. Um, but in this scenario, he, he splits a, a tight B gap. Like he, he spikes it, puts his helmet in, in the middle of the two guys and just drives his legs and, and works past two guys. Now there's, they're, they're kind of sliding to the right in terms of the center. He's moving to the right. So the guard thinks he has help inside on this gap. So he thinks he's in a cover form. If, if Marshall's going to, to penetrate, and then he's going to get outside and help the right tackle. So they initially pick it up, and the, the, the right guard kind of slides off of it and doesn't try to maintain the block the whole time um, and expects the center to pick it up, who never really covers the gap with his, with his hips. He's just covering with his arms, which is obviously it's easier to work past for Marshall. Um, but in general, again, the, the power to put his head in between there and just drive his legs and just use his athleticism to, to work past the, the center. I can't see his hand usage. Looks like he, he might pull him down, jerk him down right there. Um, but it's, it's, again, it's, it's a little bit hard to tell from this angle. Broadcast angle sucks, but pushes through sack on the, on the quarterback. Um, huge, you know, so that's, that's his first sack. That's a, that's a solo sack. Nobody helped him there. Um, anybody else stand out on this play? Zuniga, not much. Who is that? I don't know who the deep said Dwum for maybe he had a decent game too. We'll talk about him in a little bit, but good sack. And the safety he had later in the game is the next play. I'm going to show play 47. Marshall safety. All right. Um, he is right here. Another looks like a three tech four point stance, obviously four points, just meaning four points of contact with the round one, two, three, four. That's all that means. Three is with one hand up, one hand up, or maybe two hands on the ground and one foot up. <laughs> but that's that. I'm not going to see that. So that's all that means for people who are, you know, um, wondering why is it four point versus three point? That's that's all just contact points to the ground. So let's watch in full speed. Again, safety. I guess I don't count safeties as sacks, but this is a solo sack. Like he, it maybe give the assist to to Rashid right there. Um, but in general, this is this is his play. So comes off the ball, double swipe right here, double swipe. Now the right, the, 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 his, his left hand doesn't land completely cleanly on the right hand of the, of the, of the, uh, of the guard. And even if it does land a little bit cleanly, his, his, it looks like the, the guard's arm is kind of just a little bit too extended. So he's not, it doesn't cleanly wipe off of him. So it, he kind of maintains that contact with the right arm. So you're going to see a double swipe. He's going to swipe again to get rid of that arm. I think swipe. Eh, chop no so double swipe chop chop that arm get it get it uh get rid of it he's still working past arm over so it's not the cleanest one in the world um but you'd like to see the hand usage again there's going to be some times even if you throw the best move possible 
um, with that double swipe. You're, you're going to get stuck with an arm. You get stuck with the arm, chops it. The chop is an uber effective where it completely throws it down to the, to the guard's hip. And the guard is able to get back the hand back on him, and he's just going to work past it. You know, kind of kind of angle his hips off to to open himself open himself up to kind of squirt past the arm instead of getting kind of flat to him and getting caught with it. So, and he's kind of already naturally in that position because of the double swipe. So, swipe to try to get skinny, chop, work past that arm with the arm over. Again, because he doesn't want to drop this elbow right here because it's going gonna, it's gonna to keep his chest more like cl closed and bigger of a surface area for 70 to kind of recover to. So that's why he's, he's, he's kind of angling off right here to, to work past um, that guard. And again, you see this explosion, sack, good job. Um, Rashid also gets in here too from the top. See if there's anything great. Up the arc, turns in. Gets underneath the pads. Bull rush. Okay. So you get, you know, decent for Rashid right there too when you're watching it in terms of the power. You, you, you like that couple of steps, one, two, three, four or ish steps. One, two, three, four. Yep. Turn it in. And again, that's just threatening up the arc. This guy is going to get like light on his feet trying to cover, cover the arc. And then with that fifth step or fourth step, whatever it was, he's going to turn in and get under the pads and just bull rush him. And you just see him work back into the quarterback. Once he sees the quarterback step up, he's going to work to his level and, and get in on the play. So good, good job by Rashid right there too, who overall Kyle and I talked about it, like looking at his college tape, he looked like a player who was like 235, 240, maybe 245 max. Um, he is definitely thicker here than he was in college. He definitely put in a, at least 10 to 15 pounds, I, I would say. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. I don't think so. I'm going to say 10 pounds minimum he put on at least from what I watched in, uh, Oregon state from 2019, 2020. I, I forget if he got any thicker, but number two stud of the game, uh, number one stud of the game again. And this is just, this is just being true to it. I don't, I want to just put people in here to put people in here. And I know Wilson had a great game. Um, but in terms of somebody proven, and it's nobody's gonna expect this name. I don't, I don't think anybody talk about this guy so far. But in terms of just being true to what I saw, um, Tanzel Smart, number one stud of the game, a guy who is he gonna make the roster? Very, I, I doubt it severely. You know, just it, and it's not on him. I, I think for a lot of other teams, I don't think if if other teams see his preseason tape and if he com uh, continues to play against the Giants game, I don't think he makes the practice squad. To be honest but he's fighting for himself right now to either get on another team, which I think he will, um, or at least to be on the Jets practice squad. If he makes it through waivers or whatever, if the Jets can put on the practice squad, I'm sure they will. I just, I just don't see a spot for him. The Jets defensive line um, is, in my opinion, easily top 10. I think he could be top five. And in terms of depth, they're up there. Like they might not be number one or two because they don't have the, the Miles Garretts, the Boses of the world. Um, let's just say Miles Garrett to the world because Bosa I think is a little bit of a step down from Garrett they don't have the Garretts you know Von Miller's Khalil Max and their prime type guys but in terms of depth their depth is ridiculous on this team so he's not in the, in the easy spot to make the the roster but um, Tanzel Smart to me I watched this guy and I was like damn like in terms of defensive linemen who are trying to prove something whether that be again to other teams or just to make the practice squad um, he he showed out and I, I kept noticing him. And I was like, do I, am I really going to put this guy on my studs list? 
you know, and then it was like, okay, I got to at least put him on at three. Then he made another play. I was like, okay, two. <laughs> and then eventually got to one because in terms of like, yeah, again, who had more to prove than who, who's heard about this guy? I'm sure some people have, but he's not a household name, you know? So, um, believe he is 79. I think he's right here at three tech. Let me, let me see real quick. Yeah. 70. I'm pretty sure it's 79. Um, and it looks it it looks like whether it be they're slanting, they're, they're like they're, they're they're all slanting inside, and these guys are kind of going to scrape over the top, or whether it be that they're all just taught to take lag steps right here, which is just the offensive line is going. If if they step to the right, you're going to step to the to the left, or in this case, yeah, right to right. You're basically going to going to go opposite of them, um, and it kind of just throws off some zones and things like that. There's there's reasons for lags or push techniques and it. Whether it be again, they're slanting inside, or they're or they're all taught to lag, um, could be could be either. Um, but they all all the defensive linemen step to their right, and obviously with it being a zone play, <clears throat> now this now Tandil Smart's going to be picked up by the um, by the center, and gets his hands on tight, explodes up and through the contact, hands on. Again, relatively good good leverage in terms of being underneath this guy and and using that kind of like lift force um, to lift up the the the, the center um, and to get under his pads, eyes into the backfield, sees the sees the mesh point of the quarterback and the running back, works his way to the ball, throws a rip to control that elbow and to to kind of free up his outside arm, but while maintaining contact so he doesn't get washed out of the play. Angles towards the running back's gap, makes a tackle. And like, listen, and, and if he didn't right here, you know, he gets outside and he gets inside, this could be a, a decent chunk of yards. Maybe Cash makes a tackle, maybe he doesn't. But in terms of this is his play. Like he he makes this 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 run stuff pretty much by himself or by himself. Like hell of a play. Keep the feet churning, fight to that to that gap and and dive and make the tackle. Like hell of a play by Smart right there. I wish I had the the end zone angle, but that's great. Um, 43 Tenzel smart run, uh, run stuff. Okay. Another one. Uh, he's right here. Three tech explosion. You notice that right off the bat. Like that is snap timing. He is quick to get in the backfield and you have the center blocking back to to him because the guard is pulling, so they're, they're, he doesn't want to leave this this gap open. So he's going to block back um, while he's pulling. So what is this? It's just going to be power. Yeah, power. And come on, try to see something else. All right. Some people differentiate. Like you actually call it. It's actually really like tech, technically a counter counter OF because typical like baseline power plays have the the fullback kicking out and the guard leading. Um, so you can call it counter actually. It's but um, again, smart explodes into the backfield. Explode into the backfield. 
spike it. Just, just he sees that open gap. He's gonna take it. So he he, he spikes the 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 combo block right here. Um, because he's because you know like there there are times to stack. There are times to to not. But when you see this open gap, take it. That's what he does. Just explodes right through right through both of them. Nice and low. Shoulders down. Drives through it. That's all that is. That's just explosion and power to, to continue to work through it. Sees the running back, arms out, tackle. Like that's that's you don't get much better of a run stuff than this. The explosion right there is really evident. It's gonna be hard for you know, because this he's 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 taking that near step right here, just that right that right step, and then kind of and then kind of assisting with the edge because he's expecting his center to be able to get back to this block, but because of the explosion. You know, he's kind of assisting the center um, to hold him up a little bit, but he explodes so freaking quick that the center can't really get there. He can't cover with his hips. He can't get that that left foot in front of, of Smart. And right through for the, for the, for the run stuff. Uh, hell of a job. Rashid's back there too. Okay, he's unblocked. But still, well, he's not unblocked. It's, he, he was getting kicked out by the, by the guard, but still some good explosions. Sees it coming. Squeeze the run. Shoulder down. Pop him up. And he gets at least a hand on. So Rashid played played relatively well for himself. Um, one more play of smart. Pressure, Ballantyne beat. Okay. Um, he's right here, three tech. Okay, so he didn't make the play. Uh, oh, yeah, this is why I, I have I'll talk about Ballantyne later. Obviously, he gets beat right there. Um, but we're watching smart right now from the three tech comes up a little bit of a little bit of a lighter stance, lighter, lighter explosion where he's reading, where he's reading the block crossover. Little one, two, one gives himself the outside. Looks like another, looks like another double swipe right there. Double swipe rip. It's, it's a really, really generic move, but it works really well. Um, so a lot of guys do it. You know, you're, you're kind of, kind of run those feet, wait for those hands. And what do you want to do? You want to get rid of the hands. So you swipe them. It's probably the most popular pass rush move into a rip works past it, maintains his balance, gets the pressure. Now, does he get the sack? No, but is it still a good play by him? Yes. hundred percent. Shepard almost gets there too. From the, from the three tech on the opposite side, power, power, maybe gets looks like he gets held right there. Huff Huff doesn't almost get there. He gets looks like he gets chipped a little. Yeah, chipped. But uh good play by Smart. And then in terms of the Ballantine here, um obviously two plays, you know, there's multiple things that happen on this, but um we're gonna talk about him in a little bit, but not the best showing in, in, in on this rep. The coverage right here, not too bad. Again, I I never love one of the stance is a little bit too narrow for me. Um, you're going to more naturally split when the stance is, too, is a little bit too narrow. Um, so I don't, I don't love that. And then again, backpedaling, hands drop. I don't love it. But in general, he stays on the route, gets hip to hip. So it's not a bad rep. This is the bad part. So he separates. Again, if you have contact with, with the receiver, you know, like, like I'm talking about like elbows tight, hands on his back, you know, or like 
they call it a, I'm going to blank on the terminology. I, I forget the terminology. I can look it up in a second. But when you, you have that hip and you're going to control that hip and kind of run with them and, and you're going to be able to actually kind of throw him inside or, in, or outside wherever you want um, while running with him, I'm going to pause and actually look that up because I, I, uh, it's new terminology to me, but it, it, make, it makes sense. It just, I didn't have a word for it. So if you, have, if you can control that hip, look back. But at this point, when he's a good distance away from you and you can't really necessarily control him, looking back, Again, you know, it's a, whatever, a, a post. It's a post, but you have to account for the scramble drill. You know, you, you, you have, you, the receiver is your number one priority. So don't be looking at the quarterback when you don't have, you don't have contact. Again, looking back at the quarterback, gets lost, completely lost. He breaks back outside, scramble drill, wide open. Can't have that happen. Wide open touchdown. And he also got beat earlier in the game. Um, where he looks like he almost like gave up on the play. Like, I don't, I don't know if he just thought it was over, whatever it may be, but you got to play west of the whistle. And uh, this is just not smart play. Completely loses the receiver. Outside, touchdown. So I'm going to pause there for a second. I'm going to look up the term- terminology just so I have it. The word I was looking for was posturing. You're posturing the wide receiver when you, when you have control of that hip and you kind of push him where you want. And again, it, it's it's allowing you know your 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 senses your 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 sense of touch to aid you if he is to cut outside if he if you start to feel him gear down if you start to feel him accelerate if you have that hand on the hip you know relatively tight you have the freedom to look back at the quarterback but for Ballantyne on that play to to be fully extended no hand on and losing the receiver it's just something you you, you can't have allowing a touch on like that um, obviously the guy's fighting for a practice squad point uh, spot at this point. I just, I just, I can't see it in making it, but um, going into the duds, it is, it is bound time. Uh, you saw it with that play. And then you also have this play um, where I put, he was beat earlier. And again, I didn't have the, obviously I don't have the film angle of this. So looked like he, whether he gave up on the play, whatever it might've been, there's a ball that was thrown over his head. It was pretty sure it was incomplete, um, but it could have been a touchdown. Uh, the quarterback just missed the throw or whatever else happened. But um, you have a beat for a touchdown. could have been beat for a long ball or a touchdown. And then uh, this, these are actually good plays. But in general, that's that's a touchdown, maybe two, and a, and a deep ball. But he also did have back-to-back pass breakups. So that's why he's at three, not one. So watch the good plays. If somebody's a dud, I'm not, I'm not just going to say, oh, they didn't make any good plays this game. But – you know, unfortunately for corners, for a lot of positions, you know, listen, if he plays, you know, 35 pass reps, if he plays great on 33 of them, awesome. But if he gets beat for two touchdowns or, or, or two long balls in the other two plays, he, he had a bad game. You know, it just, it's, just, it's just kind of what, what it is with that position. So um, he got beat bad twice. Um. Why did I let this run? Oh, okay, back to back, duh. So looking at the top, again, stance is a little too narrow to me. You, 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 you want it to be a little bit wider. You want it to be like shoulder, shoulder width. Um, so a little bit narrow. I don't, I don't love that. And then again, um, obviously, we're going to talk about this a lot with corners. One, you want to have active feet, you know, especially in off coverage. You know, 
press coverage, you can have your hands kind of react first, like an aggressive jam. Okay, go for it. But when you're off coverage, like that, off is more like soft press. It's not necessarily off coverage, but soft press. Your feet are the are the first thing you you want to have active. You know, feet, eyes, hands, and his feet don't move with him. He tends to any any and he opens the gate. So that's not great. You know, you want to again, you want to see him get that shuffle in, shuffle to stay over the top. And then he'd be more square to him. So, so he'd even contest the outside the, or the inside break even better. So he opens up. Don't necessarily love that because there are receivers in the NFL who in this position will, will chop, punch this, this, uh, or punch through this, this inside uh, hand to contain him. And he'll, he'll be completely destroyed, but he's playing against a backup. So um, he's able to get back on it. So I don't love that. This, these big steps in motion to get outside. It's just not an ideal position to be in on a slant. Um, but he's able to get that hand back. You see some of the mobility in the, in the, in the hips, get back in, attack the upfield um, or, or angle towards the upfield hip, which is the proper thing to do right here. Um, so get on top of them, pass deflection. Now I can't tell, again, it's hard to tell if you got his hand in here. Obviously he can test it. I, I, I can't, there's no way I can a thousand percent tell if this is his hand that got in here or if it just hit his shoulder pad. Cannot tell. Regardless, if you want to be positive, okay, he tipped it. You know, um, but he got back on the play. So don't love the start. Love the love the finish with the explosion and and the and the fluidity to get back on that play. That's all good right there. But this is not good. Think it'd be badly, but we're just, you know it is what it is. Um, next play, let's watch in full speed, and we'll go back to it. He is on the top again, in a in soft press, fourth down. Good play. This is this is a, this is a this is a good play. So again, the stance is too narrow for me. I don't I don't love this. Um, you want to see that fixed? You know, better stance right here. Even like Pinnock, feeder feeder wider. The, the, this is way too shallow. Just little things. Um, so again, with in terms of the press, yeah, soft press. I don't I don't love the immediate opening of the hips necessarily right here. I. I and it wouldn't be, it wouldn't look that bad if he if he were to stay over the top. I I, I want to see shuffles. You, you press, you have to shuffle. So, because if he were to press outside right here, and then try to run a you know a slant and then whatever, um, he's a little bit too wide, so it wouldn't be the best route run. Um, you want to press a little bit closer here if you were to break inside. But in general, um, opening up like this is it could be dangerous, especially when you're on an island and you don't really have any any help inside. Minus the one guy and you know in that in that hook zone. Um so oh what the fuck was that? Huh. My alarm is a duck. <laughs> uh so <clears throat> I forgot I had my alarm on. Um top of the screen again. Don't love the opening like that, but gets on him and good job playing through him. Cause like there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of corners this in this position who may try to look back for the ball here. Um, but when you don't have that squeeze on them, when you're not, if you, you can look back through the, or through the receiver to the ball, if you either are kind of on top of him, like if you're going to, if you're going, if you're completely, uh, stacking the route or if you're hip to hip like i can get it if you're if you're moving him towards the sideline um but in a position like this you'll see a lot of young guys look back to the ball 
because they think they're going to be able to play that ball. Um, but for him, you know, he's, he's getting outrun a little bit. So if the ball is to the sideline, if he looks back, it's going to slow him at, slow him down. He's not going to play the hands if it is a well-placed throw. So uh, good job in the moment, just knowing how to play the ball here. That is, that is big. Uh, you see a guy like Pinnock struggle with that a little bit at times. You see a lot of guys struggle with that, to be honest. So um, looks through the eyes. You can see, you can see him looking through, the, looking through the eyes, you know, anticipating when the ball is coming. Hands go up. Now, what do you want to do? Again, you don't want to try to play the ball here if it's a good throw, which it is actually. Um, you want to work through the hands. You want to you want to kind of cover his face. You want to um, stick your arm, your arm through his arms. So if he's trying to pull the ball back in, now he has to work through your arm. Now that ball, that now obviously that that arm is going to naturally uh, pop that ball out. So it's exactly what he does. Does. And it's even safer because if you want to try to play through the hands, you may miss. If you're playing, if you're going to punch right through that triangle, you know, the, the, the catch triangle, going to punch through it. Um, that guy's going to have to be good and either have really strong hands and just go fall to the ground, pull it away, whatever it may be. Um, but it's the best thing he could do right here. Look through the eyes, play through the, play through the arms. Play through the arms. You see that? See, he stuffs his hand in there, stuff his hand, and he can never pull it in. Now, if he, now if he didn't do that, he would be able to pull it in even though it's not a clean, it's not a clean catch. But um, hell of a job to get his hand in there. And once he tries to pull it in, obviously naturally you don't want to just leave your hand there. You're gonna to try to you're gonna to try to kind of pull back and rip that ball out. So that's a, that's a, literally exactly what he does. Hand in, pull back. You see, you see, there's some there's some tension right here between the between that. He can't tell if he has a ball or not. Ball pops out. Really, really good play by Valentine there. Could have been cleaner with the press. Um, moving on. Uh, the next dud I have, I don't even have plays for him. But Zuniga is a dud. It's again talking about Smart, talking about Marshall, talking about Huff. You're looking at a a stacked defensive front in terms of the the competition to get onto the roster. And what has he proven? Like I know, I know the sh- the shortened the shortened priests or no, sorry, no priests in the last year. No, 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 no training camp, no troop training camp, you know, etc. But we talk about those four or five defensive tackles. Even Tanzel Smart at this point, you know. Now you're looking at DNs. We didn't count. We didn't count JFM as a as a D tackle. So we're gonna count him as a DN. So you have Lawson, JFM, Blair, Curry, Huff. Now you're already at nine and ten guys in the roster. Kyle, you know Kyle Phillips, who showed a lot in his in his first year um, as a as a UDFA. He got hurt last year, but is he more deserving than than you know, Kyle Phillips to make this roster. And now you start looking at maybe even a, a, a Hamilton Rashid Jr. So does he make the team? If he showed out like he did this game or he didn't really make any impact against backups, I can't see it. I think, I think this is, you know, you're talking about P. Ryan probably being more safe now. You can't keep everybody. Um, now, if, if this is a normal defensive line room, yeah, you probably keep them, but you can't just throw out talent out the window because you want your fourth round pick to work out, you know, it just is what it is. And, um, right now, you you can't you can't keep him after this game. You know, it's it's one game, and maybe he's showing out more in practice. I'm not there, but I haven't heard anything about him, and he didn't pop out in the film in any single way this game. So he's the number two dud. He just didn't make any plays. Um, and and for a guy in his spot, not not a good thing. The uh, number one dud of the game, uh, Kenny Yaboa, didn't get a lot of chances. Um, overall, I don't know how many snaps he played. I think he had a couple of decent pass blocking reps, but. Again, you know, for a guy who is fighting to make the roster, which kind of, you know, the polar opposite, 
of uh, the defensive line room. This is a this is a tight end room that's not stacked, but Croft is a lock to me. Wesco's a lock as a fullback tight end hybrid, and then you have Herndon, you know, who at least showed some promise. So they're going to keep him around. So now now he's fighting for you know fourth or fifth spot with guys you know, like Daniel Brown, like Griffin, or maybe there's not even a fourth spot. We'll see when I do the Ross prediction, which by the way, third, uh, if you're still, no, I hope you're still watching. Um, you're going to be watching this on Monday night or Tuesday morning, whatever it is. Um, it's Monday at five Oh five right now, but you, uh, the live stream Thursday, Kyle and I are going to be doing a 53 man roster prediction. And there's, there's a lot more talent on this team in years past. And he has to fight with not only tight end room, to be honest, but, you know, do they decide to keep a Tanzel Smart or a Zuniga or Kyle Phillips or a depth linebacker or a sixth or seventh corner or a sixth or seventh receiver? Like all these guys are fighting for spots. So it's not necessarily just even versus room. So I was being a little bit shallow minded there. He's fighting with all the other players on the roster because can you justify cutting a Kyle Phillips, let's say again, like the 10th, 11th defensive lineman for Kenny Yaboa, who, listen, a lot of people love the guy, but I talked about it on our last live stream. The, the the NFL draft this year was like a hundred players short of what it normally is. Like it's normally whatever the pool is like 350, 400 this year, it was like 253 to, to, to 300 players. So the pool is cut short. He was a UDFA. What does that say about him? Not, not the, you know, not a ton. And a lot of people fell in love with this guy. Again, I talked about plenty. People fall in love with players because of, because of mock, because of mock drafts. That just is what it is. The, the amount of people who probably watched Kenny Yaboa, Let's let's be honest. Not not many past highlights. So they see his name. Oh, he fell to me in the fifth round. And Jets need a tight end. I'm going to watch his highlights. Oh, this is a great player. Very raw. A lot of his routes were into wide open space. Raw as a blocker. Now you like the athleticism profile. You like the speed. You like the size. But alligator arms catches, drops easy balls. Like he has a lot of room to to grow. Um, and again, it's an indictment on him being a UDFA. And there's there's some UDFAs who might make it this year. You know, Rasheed Jr. Um, done and some of that reason could have been like if you're getting into the weeds of this okay lack of medicals lack of you know whatever because of all the, the, the pandemic shit but um he's fighting from from the bottom and as a raw guy maybe you sat you stash on the practice squad and people are oh you know and i've heard this on twitter he's gonna get picked up based on based on what you know teams passed him 250 times so now he's gonna get picked up after you know, if they watched the, the the tape on the preseason, he had a massive fumble, you know, trying to close out the game, you know, lead yourself onto a, um, a long drive. Hold on. I got to answer my phone. All right. Sorry. Um, but yeah, getting, getting back to your a little bit again, there's let's, let's be a little bit easy. Like we got an absolute gem here as a UDFA who's going to get scooped up the, the minute he's the minute he's, he's in, most likely cut, you know, now maybe he balls out the next couple of weeks in training camp and, um, in the preseason. And then they decided to keep that fourth tight end. I just cannot see him making it over, over Herndon Croft or, or West coast. So he's fighting to be that fourth guy. And again, not only that, but fighting with other guys on the bottom of the roster, <clears throat> um, to be that 52nd, 53rd, you know, player. Um, and ball security is, is huge for guys. And, you know, carry the ball, obviously I think that goes without saying here. Um, and you know, listen, second and not like, it's just, it's just about a feel type thing. And 
just trying to jump over a couple of guys for extra yards. Like, sure, you know, you, you like to see the the effort here, but you know you have multiple guys working towards you. What do you have to do? Secure the ball. What does he not do? Secure the ball. It's 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 that simple. You can't fumble the ball and let the Giants, you know, who are down ten. I know it'd be you know, I'll, I'll be at a, a preseason game. You still want to win the damn game. You know, you're, you still got to play like this is your Super Bowl. There's a guy trying to fight to, to make the roster. And um, let me see if you can see the ball security. He has one arm on the ball as he's jumping. And and not only one arm on the ball, if you have one on the ball, one, on the ball, uh, one arm on the ball, you better have those three contact points, you know, the, you know, the forearm, the, the, the crease in the elbow, and grabbing the, the, uh, the tip of the ball. And it better be tight to your chest. So it's almost like four contact points. Um, it better be tight as hell if you're gonna have one hand on it while you're jumping. Um, instead he kind of almost like throws it out where it's just, just his arm and he has no body to protect the ball. So it's, it's a, it's a bad play. It just is. See, so it's not, it's not, it's not tight to him. Like it's not the best carriage of the ball. One, his hand isn't on the top of the ball. So he's carrying it like a loaf of bread and you want to see the hand on the top of the ball. It's really loose already. So he might not even fumble, even if the ball, even if he just gets hit, the ball might pop out. Now you talk about a hand going in there. There's just no way. It's not tied into the elbow. Um, and again, it kind of almost, he almost puts it out like a shock news absorber to, 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 man, to manage a hit. So if at the minimum, you want that ball carried much better, <laughs> look how loose that is. You could flick it and it would come out. And now another arm, you know, comes out to kind of shield himself against this guy, but you're jumping, you know, take that contact. Yeah, you have the two hands on that ball. That's that's terrible carriage of the ball right there. Terrible. Ball gets hit out by the helmet. Done. You know, that's just it's just not a good play. So um number one done of the game, Yaboa, because of one play. And he didn't really make any other plays regardless. So Zuniga, Yaboa, you know, tied at one for for duds, but that's not good. That's not two good showings. Or that's yeah, that's not good showings. Um Again, not trying to be harsh on people. Um, I know a lot of people, there's people who watch the live streams and don't watch this, which is okay. You know, they want to hear the talking points and all that, which is fine because we bet we base it on, on this stuff, but I'm not going to just say everybody on the Jets is great. You know, there's, there's plenty of that out there. So got to be brutally honest with what I say. Uh, good from the offense, good from the defense because they won. We'll start with the good from the offense, good from the defense going into the rest of the players as well. Um, Becton looked pretty good. Um, I should have probably recorded a player too. Maybe there are some plays where he was moving some guys in the, in the run game. Pass protection looked pretty good. So Becton overall, um, after let's call it a shaky training camp because he's going against, you know, Carl Lawson, who based on pressures last year, is a top five edge rusher in the league. And at the minimum, he's a top 10 edge rusher to me. Yes, he is that good. I don't give a shit about sacks and all this stuff. Go watch the, the film review out there that I did. Um, he's up there. He's a really good edge rusher. Really, really good. And Becton is younger and he struggles with him a little bit. And again, you know, the size does, does make a difference. Not only the size, because if you play, if you play high, then you're not taking necessarily advantage of your size as Lawson, but you're, you have a guy who is really compactly built in Lawson who also plays with great leverage. It's not only his size, it's the leverage that, that he on a down to down, down basis is really mindful of playing with that great leverage. So a little bit smaller and, and um, you know, uh, plays with great leverage. Like people talk about like, oh, an inch doesn't matter or two inches, three inches doesn't matter. This game is about millimeters. Inches matter. Trust me, they do. 
Um, talking about arm length, talking about a lot of things. It, it, it really does matter. Um, but back then overall looked pretty good. I'll, I'll probably throw up some plays of him. Um, another guy who looked pretty good. And I could have put him easily in, in the studs. Um, I, I, if I had, I wish I had almost had like five spots for studs, but I do my top three and I'm true to it. Um, Mims, you know, talking again, guy who's struggling in training camp, working with the threes, working with the twos. We had a big discussion on the live stream. If you want to go back and watch it, um, we, we shared our thoughts again, just to kind of do the lightning round. No training, no training camp <clears throat> last year, uh, injured, no preseason came in with Joe Flacco and looked good. Like if he was playing with Joe Flacco the whole year on the, like based on those, like those like three, four games he played with Flacco, he'd have had like seven, 800 yards. Donald came in and he just wasn't a focal point of, of the offense, but overall you, we were encouraged with his rookie year minus him kind of disappearing those last two games. But again, Donald came in Gase, et cetera, a lot of outside factors. And this year, you know, uh, comes in with the, with the food poisoning, loses 20 pounds, you know, and then you have guys again above him who are vets, you know, and, and who, while Mims is in a bad fit for this offense. And the thing I argue with that is Mims and Davis's athletic profiles are really similar. If anything, Mims is a better athlete than Davis. So maybe he's behind on that second, third team initially, because one, he's working from behind just overall from last year and from being behind on OTAs and stuff from missing practice. And, uh, and you have guys above him, Davis, for what? This is his fifth year in the, in the, in the NFL. You have Keelan Cole. This is his, what, fourth, third year, or fourth or fifth year in the NFL. Crowder, been in the league for, for years. So he's behind those three guys just based on playbook, knowing, uh, knowing how to run routes, you know, just veteran experience. So solid making him earn it. Those are three guys he's behind already. And then you have Elijah Moore, who's lighting the world on fire. So, yeah, he might you know, be the fifth guy, I, I think, as time goes, you know, he'll start out repping guys like Keenan Cole because he's just more naturally talented than him. Um, so people are way too low on Mims and, you know, he's a, he's only a vertical threat. You know, he's a straight, he's a straight line threat. He doesn't fit this offense. He can't run routes. Again, go back, watch it. Marcus Coleman and I broke it down. He ran plenty of good routes, not plenty of good routes. He ran good routes at Baylor. It looked like to me in his rookie year, he was rushing a little bit. Um, and, he was not aided by Baylor because he ran so few of routes, you know, fades, slants, nines, where he didn't necessarily have to run a ton of like digs and, and whips and whatever it may be, you know, seam routes, like whatever. Um, so he's a little bit behind on his, on, on his route, his route running in terms of having to learn a bunch of different routes, but to say he can't run routes to me is bullshit. You know, um, not sure if I wrapped up the best there, but there's a lot of reasons for what can be happening with Mims. And he came out this game, leading receiver, you know, I, albeit a, a lot of it up against backups. And we still have questions about why Jeff Smith and Vincent Smith were over him. But at the same time, if they think that he, Mims this year, you know, is going to develop, he's going to be the primary X receiver backing up Corey Davis. So he's going to see limited reps. Maybe they want to see Vincent Jeff Smith and they were playing in the slot and Z and they didn't want to see Mims in the slot and Z. Like there's so many different scenarios. They just make it black and white. Like, Oh, he's not getting reps. This guy sucks. It's, it's, it's just, it's kind of lazy to be, to me um, to say he can't run routes. He's not a yak guy. Watch him last year against the Patriots. Watch him at Baylor. I, I spoke about it plenty that the routes he ran at Baylor are not conducive to, to yak. How many guys get yak on a fade route? You know, you're slowing down, you're gearing down, the ball is high to the outside shoulder, you're catching it typically with a guy on you. And even if he's not on you because you ran a really good route, by the time you go up and get that ball, 
and, and then secure the guys back on you. It's not a slant. It's not a dig. It's not an over where they're trying to, obviously, depending on the situation, but most times they're trying to lead you for yak or it's a lot more conducive to yak. So he's not a yak guy because you Googled something on PFF. That's why he's not a yak guy. Lazy. It's lazy. He's a yak guy. He can, he can run routes. He has to learn how to run more, more of an expansive route tree. And again, all, all situations in the NFL are not linear. You know, like just because Odell Beckham, you know, and I'm not, I'm not going to say Elijah Moore is Odell Beckham, but Elijah Moore come in and they're dominating right from the, st- from the start. You know, again, Elijah Moore being in training camp doesn't mean that because Mims is coming in and maybe more of a slow burn type of guy doesn't mean he's not going to be a good player. I mean, if you give up on him and trade him for a fourth round pick, it's, it's idiotic. You know, look at Corey Davis. Corey Davis, we're talking about the top 100 players of the, of the league, which is, you know, kind of a, a stupid list in general. But looking at a guy who his first couple of years was a bust. You know, oh, he's not doing anything. He's not looking up to the hype, a top five pick. And now we're all ex- ecstatic to have him for, for $12 million a year. So Mims is a second round pick with no training camp, with a stacked receiver room. Now, now is, a, is a bust and, and can't bounce back from, from maybe a, a slow start of camp. Like this is, this, is what, this is where we're at. This is how lazy we are. He can't run routes. He's not a yak guy. Does he have to learn to run routes? That means he can't run routes. There's a difference there. See what I'm saying? It's stupid. It is. Okay. Getting off my soapbox. I, I've already discussed it a lot. It's just, it's just, again, it's easy to go Mims, PFF, stats. Oh, he sucks. You know, like it's just, it's just such a lack of nuance. And that's why I hope a lot of you guys watch this shit. It's not shit, but you know, you know what I mean? My shit. <laughs> Bottom of the screen, um, Mims. And we're going to see, we're going to see in a couple of plays, uh, how much of a yak guy he is not, you know, not a yak guy now. Nope. Oh, sorry. Not bottom of the screen. My fault. Top of the screen. I saw he, him and Vincent Smith actually look relatively similar. He's, he's Vincent Smith's definitely skinnier, but that's, that's my bad. I just saw the one and was kind of being lazy. This is Mims to the top. It's on the slant. All right. So uses that gather step. Um, some, some people are going to say like, Oh, it's a, it's a false step. Gather steps are, are a normal thing. Um, ideal if he's going to like going to speed release or try to like, you know, shock release, get, get into his route quick. You could have, you know, you, you could argue that, okay, you want him to be um, more loaded up on that front foot and just being able to explode. A lot of receivers say gather steps or, or false steps, but gathers, um, more of like a shuffle release where with, with um, re, not repetitive, but back to back like shuffles, which is he's just trying to widen him into the outside staying square. So you see a shuffle release. I don't, I don't necessarily love a shuffle release with a guy who's inside leverage. We can talk about that at, at a different time, but he, he does shuffle release again, gather shuffle shuffle. He's maintaining um, even feet to threaten a two way go. So he is shuffling to move him to the outside to, to soften his inside break while threatening, you know, both ways. So good balance. I'm okay with the shuffle release. This, I, again, I don't necessarily love it um, based on, based on the leverage. No, maybe like more of like a diamond release, one, two, three, third step plant inside. Um, but that's being really nitpicky. If it works, it works. You know, it is what it is. So shuffle one, two, get outside, break, drive step under him gets inside um, and is open, you know, but it's, it's a slant flat. Mike white sees a flat takes it, you know, 
Um, now, if this linebacker wasn't here, the one thing I would argue is on a slant like this with a, with a guy outside, you do want to flatten it out. You do want to cut it flat. So he's not able to, to, to kind of get back onto your near shoulder. Um, but he is clearing the linebacker. So, you know, if that linebacker wasn't there and he's at this angle, I would make a note of that. Well, I don't know why I said that. A note of that. So weird. Um, but I would make a note of that. Um, but because the linebacker's there, he, could, he has to take a little bit more vertical. So just, just little things I'm looking at. But overall, a good route. I'm cool to shuffle release right there. You know, I, or I'm okay with it. Drop his hips. Relatively, you know, not the, not the greatest break in the world, but still, you know, good. Talking about a 6'3 guy, he's not going to look like Elijah Moore. So, good slant. Just want to put it in there, you know, bad route runner. That, that looked like a decent route to me. Um, two more plays of Mims. This is, uh, this is a play that just, you know, it really, really emphasizes the point that he's not a yak guy, you know. Uh, really struggled with that Baylor. They put him in plenty of positions, just like CeeDee Lamb, to be working in, in, with, with, with five to ten yard cushions. And he just didn't capitalize. He, he just he, – he's not strong. He doesn't run through guys. He doesn't put his helmet down. He goes down on first contact. He doesn't have good contact balance, you know. And, th- and this play is a play where he really should get more yards – um, and I just wasn't excited about it. You know, he just, he's just not a yak guy. He just, he, you know, runs out of bounds, not aggressive. Um, you know, you, you'd like to see him lower his helmet and, and, and get the first down. Um, unfortunately he's, he's not a yak guy, so he, he didn't do it, you know, um, a little bit disappointing, you know, not picking up that first down, not getting that yak and, and stuffing his shoulder in, into a, a DB and getting an extra four yards because he's not a yak guy. You know, really, really disappointing. Um, and the next play is is even even better an example of of him not getting yak. Um, you know, starting from here again, working to space, third and eighteen. You you'd like to see him, you know, put his head down and at least get a couple of extra yards, five for the extra yards. He's really not dedicated. He's he's not a baller. He doesn't have that aggressive mindset. Um, where you'd like to see him even if he's not gonna get the first down here, at least lower his helmet and run past some guys uh, to, to at least ha- make it easier on your field goal kicker to make it a fourth and, and shorter. But that's, that's not, that's not what he does. You know, it's just, it's just really, really disappointing um, to, to watch him not be, not be a yak guy right here, you know, noticing leverage, sidestepping one defender, again, noticing leverage of the linebacker, Getting getting uh, more shallow to to avoid him, turning up the field. One arm tackle, two arm tackle tackles. Again, notices a guy out, you know, with even to him. So this is the open area of the field. He's in a spin, work to that area, drive his feet, ball security, drive his feet, another two guys, drive his feet, another two guys, drive his feet. You know, just just not a yak guy. Let's watch it again. Bunch of idiots. One guy avoided, two guys avoided, three, four. Well, let's just let's just count the guys that he, they almost come into contact with here who had a chance to make on a play on Mims. One, two, three, four, five, six, and he, and he, and he, and he basically defeats two guys twice. So six guys. Oh, oh, sorry. Seven, eight who get involved. <laughs> like. Not a fit for the offense. Not a yak guy. Can't run routes. All right. 
you know, again, Marcus Coleman, I'll keep, I'll keep throwing that out there. He played a lot of years in the NFL and he, and he was like, listen, this guy looks like Julio at times, a little bit of a high ceiling, you know, obviously you don't want to compare anybody to Julio Jones, but um, we were showing some of the route running and the breaks and the stuff he could do. Like it's there. He has to develop again. Every situation is not linear. Um, next moving off of that whole, that whole, that whole segment, I wasn't even planning to do that. I wasn't even planning to be super sarcastic and shit, but this is just, and, and again, I'll hear next episode. We'll do a live stream and somebody, somebody in the comment section will say Mims is not a yak guy because it's group think one person doesn't matter if it's 20,000, 10,000, hundred thousand followers, because those people don't do the research, don't know that. And even if they, they don't, even if they maybe do research and watch it, they either they either don't know what they're talking about or they're just being lazy, whatever it is, that's the narrative out there. That's the dumbest, that's the, by far the dumbest. We could talk about routes, linear, all that's more arguable, still bullshit to me. But to say he's not a yak guy, he can't fit in this offense, no way. Uh, next good player of the game, Wilson. He was another guy tough not to put in the, in the top three, but I'll just fair to the, to, the, to the guys who had even more to prove to him. Obviously, he had something to prove. He obviously be competent, and, and he was. Like, he was, he was he, you know, I, uh, I didn't watch all of the other guys. I, I, I watched some of them. I know Nani said out there that he was the highest rated, you know, quarterback, which, again, who's rating it? But um, overall, it looked good. Commanded the offense, quick release, um, made a throw or two that maybe you can question, but overall – had command, smooth feet, smooth throwing motion, quick throwing motion, you know, accuracy. It looked good. And we have about, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of his throws. We don't have the one. I think the one was a slant, which is, it was just a slant. So I didn't put it in there. Um, but we have eight of his, of his nine throws, um, 63 yards. He didn't have any explosive plays, but that'll, that'll come, you know, it, it will. Um, not, not, not necessarily, oh, it will come because, like, he has to perform better. They literally didn't call any, like, shots. So they're trying to just ease him in, let him get a command of the offense, and then the play actions for, you know, 50-yard bombs, they'll, they'll be there in the regular season, maybe even next game, you know, against the Packers, who, which, by the way, we figured out today that Elijah Moore, ABT are not going to play. I don't think Quinn Williams is playing either. Rest them, that's fine. Elijah Moore injury is not bad, but you you got to be careful with like it was. It's not a hammy; it's a uh, blank down whatever is behind it. Uh, I don't know. I'm blanking out, but they're being careful with him. ABT, be careful. Q, be careful. Like it's 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 fine. Um, ideally, you like to see him get reps, but it is what it is. You don't want to you don't want to risk long term injuries for for a short term game in a, in a preseason game. Uh, first completion. Um. Little naked bootleg here, and there's a difference between me between again just straight play action, straight play action is a straight drop play action. You're still in the box. A bootleg, you have protection, and a naked bootleg, you are rolling out naked with no protection. That's basically what it is. Um, so just to show the difference, again, not the best play fake. You like to see him stuff it a little bit more. Again, being nitpicky, but that's what I am here to do. You like to see him stuff it a little bit better. Not as bad as Donald, though. It's something you do want to you do want to see him really stuff that to, to fake out guys more. But it rolls out. Um, they they have you can call it like a flood. You can call it and and there's different people who call it different things. My my flood or what I like and flood variations, sail variations, sail 
is a vertical and and an over or a corner from from either other side of the field or from that from that place where they're running it and a flat route no matter how they get there that's that's a sale a flood to me is outside running a running a curl in one of the inside guys running deeper than a curl whether that be on a on a on a corner or 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 you know typically yeah, typically it's a corner so you have you have, you have, a, you have a you have a curl comeback corner flat that's a flood to me i differentiate a little bit between flood and sail people call sail flood and flood sail or, or whatever but i i differentiate so here looks like you have um a a sail t- concept where you have like a like a flag route it looks like right here a a whip which acts as a flat he's in the flat and then you have the the deep over so typically the read would be deep intermediate short and so it's so it's a, it's a sail variation here um where you know he runs a flag so, so maybe they, they call it something different um in terms of like the exact play but it's a, it's a it's a sail variation to me um now if he wasn't working over you call it a, a, a smash variation or at least like a high low whatever i don't, I don't know what if he's if he stops what he, wherever he does but flood sail variation again pleasure fakes not great could be better but not terrible rolls out He's going to read, obviously, the corners on the side, the, the defense, whatever the defense is going to be. Um, if they cover intermediate and deep, he throws short. If they jump short, he goes deep. It's pretty simple. It's not, it's not, it's not rocket science. These are pretty simple concepts. So he doesn't like what he sees deep. First and 10, you have Corey Davis in space. Hit Corey Davis. Lead him for some yak. Put the ball on him, let him turn up and 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 run for uh you know another five, six yards and, and make it a, a second and two. So good decision. Take what's there. Don't try to force the ball to the over. You know, you'll see some guys, you know, maybe pump the flat, throw it to the over. Like that stuff will will come with time. But let's just let him look competent right now. You know, and I don't know what the coverage is. I don't know if there's a guy deep, I don't know if he's sitting, I, I don't know what's what's out there. Um It's probably one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, one guy deep. It could be three. Um, he just follows. It could be lock, like three lock. There's a bunch of things. I, I, have to, I really want to watch on the actual you know, uh, film angle to tell you, but it, it's, it's zone. And again, just, just take what's there. Good throwing motion. Playing with the right, swing out that to maintain your balance. Again, this he's moving out right, so him him throwing this leg out like this kind of balances his center of gravity. Tight elbow, disassociation from the hips to the to the throwing arm. Square to the target, tight elbow. Not off balance. He's not he's not leaning, which when he, when you when you lean, then you your arms start to get wonky and you start to go from different angles. You don't want that. So good throwing motion, ball right on him. First completion in the NFL. There you go. Okay. Next, um, play eight, nine, ten. Eight, nine, ten. Wilson miss. Okay. This to me, and again, you watch it live, you're like, oh, bad throw. But uh, here, let's see. You got man coverage. Um, I can't. I don't know if you can see my. If you see my where you see my face when you're watching this, but man. Um, man right here, man, man. And 
one of these guys drops into a hook. I, I forget which guy it is. Okay, so so man, man. Oh no, sorry, man, 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 man. So okay, so it might be just cover one, not uh, with no, with no hook player. So Zach obviously takes his drop and reads the bottom. He checks he checks the middle real quick. See what the linebackers what the linebackers doing. If they're staying in their man coverage or if they're disguising. And this is it is really sees. Again, first down, take what's there. You know, you have Crowder on the bottom who's running some type of vertical route. I don't know if it's a I don't know if it's a nine. I don't know if it's a if it's an out. I can't I can't really I can't really tell, but he's obviously out of the screen. So he looks to Corey Davis, trust Corey, Corey Davis, who initially has outside leverage and is working this guy. So he's gonna trust him to win that outside break. Uh, Corey Davis kind of lags a little bit on the on the out where he runs like a little bit of a rocker with a one, two fake break inside outside. And then um, he doesn't defeat the hands cleanly right here. So, so with that rocker inside and him not defeating the hands, um, he's a little bit more stuck inside than, than Wilson expects him to be. Wilson puts a little bit too far outside as he's breaking, which is good timing, but he just expects him to be a little bit farther outside and he wasn't as far outside because of, that because he expected him to just push vertical break push vertical break but there's a there's a that, that rocker that one two and that was just basically like an inside stab just to, just to freeze him to get outside so not a terrible play it's not a bad decision but he, he just expected davis to be in a spot he wasn't you know gonna happen obviously Wilson Davis third. I really look at the throwing motion. I want to see more of the end zone views and stuff, obviously, but we're evaluating what we can from broadcast. Third and six, big spot, third and manageable, but it's a third down. Like these are the plays, these are the plays you want to see. If I'm watching any rookie quarterback and I can only see limited snaps, show me, show me third and third down. You know, what do they do on third down? Obviously, you want to see other downs too, but third down is obviously the most important down. It's the money down. So let's let's see what he does. Um, another like cover one hole, man, man, man. So again, reading, I, it, uh, can a thousand looks like this is a big type of like one of their concepts. They, they I saw some practical times they, they like to sit the inside guy and run, run, run outs or ends with the, with the outside, um, which works as like a, as like a levels read, like a high low. And what Wilson reads is obviously drop, check the middle real quick, good pocket, good blocking. Well, the most part, um, we'll talk about, we'll talk about Moses in a little bit. He trips right here. Moses was up and down. People say he played great this game. I don't agree with that. Um, that's not an ideal position to be in. You know, good good job by Wilson getting rid of the ball and making a quick decision. Um, but in general, good block by Becton. Balance, balance, playing with with a good base, good bend. Not overextending for that for that for that uh, for that chest, but lands it, locks him up. Uh, I thought I think McGovern had a relatively good game, but in terms of Wilson, you know, reading this again, this. Davis, I know, while Moore is explosive and they're going to link up a lot, Davis has been his 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 safety blanket. And reading this, you're expecting Davis to win the outright here. 
one, just based on the vertical relationship, because even if he is a little bit over top of this, Davis is physical at the top of his breaks. So you expect him to beat him outside. Now you pair that, that, that higher leverage with inside leverage on an outcut, you're expecting to win this every single time. And that's what Wilson sees. He sees the leverage. He knows he's running an out. Obviously. Relaxed carrot right there. Not too high, not too low. He's not putting a lot of pressure on the shoulders. Again, hallway looks good. Uh, can't really tell with the front foot, but the hallway looks good. It's pointed towards where he wants to throw the ball, which is a positive, better than Sam Darnold. Um, looks like he might have stepped in the bucket a little bit with that front foot, but in general, you know, arm talent takes over. Good release, relatively good spiral. The one thing you can say is you want the ball a little bit far outside, which is fair to say. It's a good throw. It's not a great throw. Um, a great throw, again, I'm just we're trying to be I'm, – I'm not trying – you know, I'm not – I know he's your quarterback and everything, and I love Zach Wilson. You know, love Zach Wilson. But to be fair, you do want a little bit more outside, just a little bit. Because if this corner was better, if he had better, you know, if he had better feet, if he had better acceleration, whatever it may be, another guy, could he get his hand in here? Yes. Is that too close? Yes, it is. So you want to see him make Davis not gear down for the ball and put it to the sideline. You want that ball more you know, where my mouse, uh, where my uh, cursor is towards the sideline rather than being too far inside. So good throw, good read, not a great throw. That's, that's a little bit too close for me. So, but again, it's there. It's just, it's not pinpoint accuracy. That's, that's more general accuracy. Um, 10. Uh, Wilson force, which is just, I put a question with that. Um, Herndon runs a corner. Just that, this just acts like a triangle read, whether it be that he reads um, probably Herndon first. And I, I, I guess based on the look, he probably could alert to something else. Like something else would be his first read. Or not alert to something else, but just kind of – I'm not sure if he has the flexibility to check his reads or whatever it may be. Um, but in general, it's just, a, it's just a triangle read. Which almost acts like a, like a spot concept where you have the, the corner, the flat, and the, and the in – which is typically like a snag, um, slant in whatever you want to call it. Now there's a couple ways you could take this. Could this just be like, like Crowder was, was going to the outside and not trying to pick. Yes, it could be. I don't like, maybe they're trying to, they're trying to do a natural rubber here where Crowder is not trying to pick because if he was, if the idea was for him to pick, he needs to take this a lot more shallow and, and work to that to that upfield hip and just try to chip him a little bit, like act like, oh, I didn't mean to. So I don't I don't think it's designed as a as a pick. Maybe they want it to be like natural where he maybe he's a little bit too high, he runs into him, but that's not the the design is for Crowder to do that because it either it's not the design, which I think, or Crowder does a really poor job of it, which I, I severely doubt. Crowder's a really good route runner, really smart. So um I can't tell the deep the 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 leverage deep if he was gonna throw this. Or if he wanted to throw this, but obviously Wilson drops back, reads middle, feels some pressure. Um, so he wants to get rid of the ball quick and he's going to throw it to Davis. I don't love, I don't, I don't love the design to be honest. Just, just being like the spot concept's fine, but I don't, I don't like him running it sh a shorter route on third and four. Like I, I want to see him push up a little bit more upfield and maybe let it, let it set a little bit, like let, really take advantage of that natural rub right there. Um, I just don't love, cause even if he were to catch this ball, 
it's it's fourth and two, you know. So I, I don't I don't hate the decision because it's not like he doesn't see the linebacker. You see him check the linebacker, sees the linebacker, looks to Davis. So he's just gonna put the ball in Davis's hands, try to lead him, and hope that he can turn up field for for an extra yard or two. So it's not like he doesn't see the linebacker. Now, if it's a situation where he stood that where he, where he was staring at Davis, the linebacker was a little bit more shallow, and the linebacker either laid a huge hit on Davis or, or got a deflection on the ball or even worse, picked the ball off, then it's a bad decision. But you could see him check that linebacker, at least seemingly check that linebacker. I can't say a thousand percent, but it looks like he looks at that linebacker. Looks at him, make sure he has room. And what does he – and he, when he checks Davis, Davis inside leverage. Again, he's going to try to just let his, his player make a play. Again, don't love the short route, um, not, not past the sticks. I, I'm never a big fan of that. Um, but again, it's preseason, it's finale. It's, you know, it, it is what it is. So when he's going to throw, he sees this, right? You know, you have to go frame by frame for some of this stuff. So he expects Davis to continue to run. And him and Davis have a little bit of a, of a, of a um, miscommunication where he thinks he's going to keep running. So he's going to put it to the inside. Again, not an easy spot. He's going to put it with a good zip. And hope that he can break a tackle and make a play and just fall forward for the first down. Davis goes to like set it down and the ball goes in front of him. So, oh, he forced it, double coverage, you know, it could have been a pick. No, he saw, he saw this. He saw this. Now, if he had more time, if there was more pressure, maybe you want to see the out route to, to, to Crowder right here because Crowder is more open. Um, but he felt some pressure and tried to get rid of the ball quick. So I can argue that you, you want to see the ball to Crowder but it is what it is. You know, I don't know what they're, if they're teaching him, which is probably let's, I can't really see his eyes, I guess, but deep, deep inside out. That's his reads. One, one, two, three. If that's what it, if that is what it is. And he looks deep, doesn't see it. Now he checks the linebacker because now he's going to his second read, but wants to make sure again, he's not going to throw into any, any, any traffic where he's going to get his guy blown up or, you know, if this guy's going to again, pick it or get a pass deflection. And this is what he sees. It's happening quick. There's a guy about to be in his face. Pockets collapsing a little bit on him. Just from that one guy, 98. And um, he's going to give his guy a, a chance to make that play. And again, he's uh, Davis gears down. So that's what, that's what it is. It's not, a, it's not a bad play. It's definitely not. Becton, good block. Stays in front of his guy. Feeney, not the best game. Um, he got, he got kind of bull rushed a lot. Again, you can already tell his hands are wide. Hands are wide. Gets gets uh, splashed, controlled, and, and bull rushed. So you want to see better hands from him. Um, Moses, don't necessarily love that either. You know, feet freezing, two hands punching. When you're going to punch two hands or even punch, you know, the outside hand, you got to make sure you're continuing to widen with the outside foot because punching like this locks your hips forward. So it's a, kind of an all or nothing punch where if he deflects the hand like he does, you're going to get beat. And the flex of hands now, you can see he's a little bit off balance. And he gets back on it. Don't necessarily love it, but overall, good job by these guys. Good job by Beckton. You know, not a bad job by Moses. He likes to see it a little bit more clean, and Feeney gets, allows the, the pressure. But, um, you know, looked worse on broadcast than it really was when you, when you kind of go through what was happening in his mind. 5-7. Uh, he, he sees his guy inside. He's going to throw it inside. You know, give him a chance to make a play. Maybe then now it's fourth and two, fourth and one, and maybe you run the ball, you know? So, blitz, check down. Okay. Um, they ran a little bit more 12 and 21 than I thought they would. I thought they would go a little bit more 11, but they still stayed true. You know, Shannon system running a little bit more 11 and 12. Or sorry, 
12 and 21, which is fine. Like keep extra guys in there for protection, keep it more condensed. I'm, I'm cool with it. Maybe they're in the regular season. We see some, some new stuff, but. Um, okay. Just drop from center. Reads the middle of the field. One, two, it's a five step, five step balance. Good. Um, good base in terms of, you know, a little bit wider than shoulder length. Now can't a hundred percent tell obviously what the concept is because Yeah, I can't, I can't, obviously I can't tell you it over. This could be like another flood or, or, or sail over vertical flat hard to tell on broadcasts when guys are out of your screen in two seconds, but that's what it looked like it might've been. Um, but he's reading deep, feels some pressure, sees flashes of blue. What do you want to do? Hit your check down. It's first and 10, just get some yards. So he, uh, he sees his guys covered blitz. What do you want to do when you blitz? Find that hot route. Find your hot. The flats is hot. And he throws it. Obviously, Croft trips, so he's not there. But stands in the, in, in the face of pressure, delivers the ball. Doesn't cower down to the pressure. Gets hit. And the ball is too far outside. But if Croft, again, worked to get out of this and get outside without tripping, he could have been there. Now, maybe it would have been too far outside anyway, but not a terrible play. He got rid of the ball. Um, with pressure in his face, he didn't take the sack. So um, good job in terms of his processing, finding finding the open um, hot receiver. So I like it. Check it down. Seventeen. Okay. Uh, Wilson third down convert. Okay. Oh, this is the uh, it. It looked like a, I, I think, and the funny thing was, so I got this on condensed version. So people are like, oh, well, why didn't you watch like the replays of it? They, they, they not only don't give the preseason tape, apparently now, they don't even give the replays. So you can only get the play on broadcast. You can't even see the replay of a catch of the con, nothing. So sorry that I don't have any replays angles either, but um, it looked like a crease type concept to me where he had an option to sit down where like a crease is like the opposite of a mills where, where mills you have, you have the outside post and the and the um, inside um, dig, and the crease is the opposite, where it's like a post and a and a, and a dig. So it's, a, it's just the opposite of mills. It's just like changing up a little bit from the outside to the inside route. You just transition. So it looks like a mills. I mean, a, a crease where you have the post and the dig, and whether it be he has the option to sit it down or he just saw some he, he saw some some blue in here, so he sat it down, and they just kind of had that connection. I can't again a thousand percent tell. Um, one, not only because I'm not in their, in their minds, I don't see their playbook, but it's a little bit harder to tell from this from broadcast angle as well. So, uh, look like a crease concept to me against, uh, another, you know, man coverage, man, 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 hole. Oh, no, sorry, man. And, uh, he sees the hole Robert, whatever it is again hard to tell from this angle he sees him widen whether it be underneath is that crowder but he sees the hips inside he sees him him uh obviously not in position to make a play on this ball cole with inside leverage where's he gonna throw the ball to cole so 
Now, maybe if obviously if if Crowder was open on the inside post and he hits Crowder, but uh, really good read from from what I think is a crease concept. So he's probably going to read post outside dig to flat. And um, reads that post, sees the guy's carry. Good carriage of the ball. Opens his stance up hallway. So good, good mechanics right here in terms of driving off the back foot. The uh, disassociation right there. Strike. You want that to strike as your, as your farthest point back, which it does. Condensed throwing motion and uh, right on the money. It's there so fast that Claw has to catch it with his chest. But uh, yeah, it looked like a crease to me. So watching full speed again, you can just see the zip on this ball. I don't know if I did it at first, but I'm sorry. Good zip, really good location. That's that's his that's his best play of the game. Just reading leverages and all that. Or one of his best plays of the game. He had some, he had some good plays here. He operated really well, looked comfortable for the most part. Um, 17, I have two more plays of him, I think. Yeah, 18 and 19. Crowder third down. Um, what play is this? Okay. Yeah, they um this this almost looks like a like a China concept where it's like the the it, it's a smash ver a smash variation. And there's the wrinkles to everything where it's like a you know, the outside running a in and the inside running a corner, and it looks like they're just pushing vertical. So it's like it looks like a a, a China variation where he's gonna push vertical to act like it's like a natural rub. So the one the the inside in the outside in route might be his primary read where this is a secondary read because it's supposed to act like a natural rub. Looks like it was, what was happening because he's pushing vertical and not really trying to get off that coverage. So it looks like he was just trying to push vertical um, to allow Crowder uh, or to one to if this guy was trying to work over the top. Um, now he has that underneath leverage where it's an easy completion on third down or if he stays outside, it's, it's hard to work past that, you know, him pushing vertical like that. So it's almost like a variation of, of China. That's what it looks like. Crowder takes it vertical, gets to the first down marker. Breaks inside. The one thing I will say with this, the, the, the slight criticism I have, and again, some plays are good and it's slight criticism. It just is what it is for me. Um, you guys know that. If you've been watching the channel for a while, I want everybody to be perfect. And I don't want to just skip on things just because, oh, it's a good play. I can't talk about anything bad. The one thing I will say is I want this ball out with one, extra, with, with one less extra step. Like I want the ball out here. Because he, he, just, he just takes that extra step, that extra hitch. Or not hitch, but the extra step, just the extra delay um, to throw this ball. And he puts the ball on Crowder low, which is good because this, this, guy, this guy is driving down. He doesn't want to put it vertical. He doesn't want to, he doesn't want to put any touch in this ball. He wants to just fire it low because he doesn't want to get his guy killed. Um, so really good location on the ball. Really good location when he throws the ball. But if he were to, to, to see this, which he reads it, and put it, Inside now, maybe give Crowder an opportunity for Yak. So it's not just about, um, you know, necessarily accuracy and ball placement for Yak all the time. It's also about timing. So, again, if he were to put this ball out with just one extra step. Hold on. Doorbell's ringing now. Uh, hold on. Pause all my shit. Sorry. All right. Females. 
Uh, where was I? Crowder, third down. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, right here. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. So pushing vertical, work underneath of it. Again, if the ball, I'll, I like the ball to be out. One, two, three, four. Strike, fire. I'm with the ball out here. He just takes that extra hop. The little, the smallest things matter. So maybe now instead of Crowder getting to the, you know, whatever, the, the, the 43 yard line, if you lead him, he, the ball is out here, he catches it. Maybe now he breaks the tackle. Something very, very minuscule. It's a very, very nitpicky thing, but just something I want. One, two, three, four. Get ready to throw the ball now. You know, load up on that back foot and get ready for that, uh, for the weight transfer. So that extra step. But again, really good location. Still a really good, play, you know, a really good play on third down to convert. But could have been a tiny, tiny bit better. Tiny bit. My opinion. Maybe you disagree. Um, 19. see here my uh wilson pocket move comfy moses i guess comfy like he looks comfy even even in a in a with bed with her with a kind of uh what's the word i'm looking for what's the terminology um murky like a murky pocket but it's 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 like a so there's some type of fight i forget the hell i usually call it again rusty i'm rusty with this stuff but um, you want to see his footwork and his confidence and pocket movement with, with a murky pocket. And that's what you see here. So this is the last throw we have. Um, third and 14. Again, it's a field position game. So do you, does he have to convert every single third and 14, pick it up and throw it for 15 yards past the sticks? Not necessarily, but you don't want to see him forcing stuff. You want to see him take what's there, you know, make it, make it a fourth and manageable maybe if you're going for it. Give your punter a better position to, to pin it inside the 10-yard line. Like it's all about a couple of yards can make a difference. It's, it's about field position as well. So you don't have to just throw it 15 yards and, and get it past the sticks here. So take what's there. So drops back. Can't necessarily tell hundred percent what he's reading, reading middle of the field. Another like three man route concept here, something deep over here, check down. Um, and again, I can't tell exactly what happens on the outside because I can't literally see any, any receiver, but he sits it down on like a, a stop, whatever. Um, Wilson drops back. See some pressure coming off the oven, edge it in his peripheral vision. Steps up again, relaxed posture. He's not, he doesn't look like he's, he's so scared, you're so afraid of the hit coming right here, which is good. You hear Michael LaFleur talk about that on uh, the, the Take Flight series or Flight 2021, whatever it is. You see guys who get scared here, they pull the ball down, take the sack, but you have to have quarterbacks who are willing to step up in the pocket in a murky pocket and take a hit. Um, any, any, and he has that right here. He's not cowering down to that to that hit. So steps up, away from the pressure. Again, doesn't pull the ball short. Nothing gets rid of it. Perfect. You know, you really like to see that that comfort in the pocket right there in a pocket that's not clean. So oh, it can't work from a from a not clean pocket. Now is it the worst play ever? Does these guys get completely worked on this play? Um, well. You have Feeney who did, who did not look good this game. But, uh, you know, good block on McGovern, good block by by Becton. Feeney gets worked. There's some pressure there. And uh, Fant, or, Mo, or Mo, let me see, Moses. 
Yeah, again, not not the I wasn't overly impressed with Moses, you know, here. Again, waist bending, wide punch. Gets uh looks like he gets uh he gets long armed into a rip. So he allowed a pressure. You know, was it a terrible play by Moses? No, but you want to see better blocking than than this. I just it's not the best position to be in. So um, I think Moses had an okay game. I don't think he was great. I think Fan was just as good, if not better, you know, when he, when he, when he came in, but he also was playing, you know, less impactful edge rushers, most likely. I don't know the entire Giants roster, but um, not the best game for Moses. I think, again, just, just kind of average. Okay. But again, the movement in the pocket, the step up, keeps his eyes downfield. Again, eyes don't drop to the rush. Keeps his eyes downfield, steps up, good ball carriage, quick release. And this, this could be the difference with these releases that we talk about from a slower release, um, uh, an average release to a quick release. Maybe if his release is a little bit, little bit um, longer here, maybe his arm gets deflected. You know, maybe that elbow gets gets hit and now, now the ball is short and sputters down to the ground and now the ball is not completed. But really good movement, not overly wonky footwork, you know. Keeps stays loaded on that back leg and just staying loaded on that back leg like he is right here just allows for that quick transition where if he was more even with his feet now he has to rock back to that back foot to 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 make that weight transfer to the front to allow you know, your hips to 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 turn for your arms to follow that creating that whip like motion so good job stepping up in the pocket while staying loaded on that back foot right there you can see it quick release perfect accuracy put it right on his face now Croft um, turns up field. And almost gets the first down. Now it's now it's fourth and one, you know, fourth and one and a half. Now maybe you go for it. Now now you know in that range at the forty-two ish, where it's too long for a field goal, but kind of too short for a punt. So good job just playing field position right there. I can't tell exactly now. Maybe if you watch this in all twenty-two form, maybe we see guy open and he skipped on him, whatever. But in general, based on what I can evaluate, um, really good play by him. Again, read the middle, read his left side, nice step up, quick fire, good release, good accuracy, like. Really good play. So he managed the game well. He played well. He played really well. Moving on from him, um, I had just I had Davis in there. You know, throw him in there. Two receptions, eighteen yards. Nothing to to write home about. But again, he didn't play a lot of reps, and uh, he looked good when he was out there. Wesco, a couple of blocks in there that I noticed. Um, overall, I don't know if I have any plays. I'm sure I have a play of or two of where I'll highlight him. But overall, good game from Wesco as a fullback. Obviously, he had the one play where. Um, it was like third and two or third and four, whatever. And he, and he dropped the ball. Um, but for his main role, which would be as a blocker, he looked pretty good. Um, I put P Ryan in here, 12 rushes, 30 yards. People are hyping up. Like he played like a fantastic game. I thought it was, it was okay, which I'll put in the good section. You know, last year he did not play okay games. Um, this is an okay game from him, but obviously 12 rushes, 30 yards. Now, obviously he's playing with backup linemen, et cetera. So you know, it could be a situation or there's situations where there's just not holes open for him, but he looked, he looked better than he did last year, which again, same argument for Mims. He didn't have a training camp. He didn't have a preseason. He was playing on an injury. So, um, I liked him. I, I didn't hate him as a fourth round pick, you know, were, were there maybe a guy or two differently who I was taking there? Maybe I forget what the board looked like, but overall he looked like a Jack of all trades running back. Like he's not a burner. He's not the best pass catcher, but he, he looked to me to be like, okay, like this is your, like, this is your number two running back. This is your number three running back. Like cool with it. Like depth guy, you know, can come in for some, I don't think that's necessarily, he's a goal line guy. I think he's more than that, but decent pass protector can catch the ball. Like he's just a, 
like kind of like a like all around guy, just a master of none, which is cool for a number two or three running back, which I thought he he was coming out of college, which is fine for a fourth round pick. But last year his vision was just not good, um, and didn't look really good. But again, not all development is linear, you know. So he looked okay this game. Um, it's run like a like a lead outside zone, lead mid zone. Um, the one thing here that I, that I will say is just based on his reads, taking the ball and he's, he's most likely, um, whether it be reading one to two or, or one to two, he's reading, he's reading these two players first and just based on the push they create and the leverage they have, you're not going to assume you're going to get outside of this, of, of the, of the tackle and cutting into the B gapper here is hard because he already has outside leverage. So I would like to see him. To be on it, like and again, it's broadcast angle, so it's a little bit more difficult. I would like to see him press outside a little bit here and maybe cut back. Like I, I don't like him continuing to go outside right here and then kind of just falling for 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 no gain. I think if he were to press, and again, you know, looking at all of his other blocks, like yeah, this guy he's he kind of stacked your what your your center, your right guard, where is that? Your your right guard, but you have a better opportunity, in my opinion, just based on this leverage to stick his foot in the ground and then just, and, and, and hit this, uh, the a gap instead of kind of pressing to the outside and falling for. So I, I didn't love this play from him. Um, I'm not like, again, could he have cut through here? Yes. Now maybe if he, if this defensive lineman sees him cut back, maybe he gets off this block, but still, I think you have a better chance at hitting this a gap, um, than pressing to the outsider here. We're really early on in the rep. These guys had outside leverage. So I don't love that read from him. Again, falls, you know, gets gets back to the line of scrimmage pretty much. But I think if you were to see this early, just stick your foot up and get and, and get a yard or two, maybe here. You know, this might be an arm tackle. You know, this, these guys are pursuing to the outside. Um, so I'm not. I don't love that play. But uh, next, thirty-one, thirty-five, two plays of him. I like this play. The crack toss. Okay, let's see. This is this is a tell that this is probably going to go to the outside, and he's pulling to the outside just based on, you know, um, his stance and how it loaded up. He's on the outside foot to explode outside, but nonetheless, Yabo with a base block. He pulls these two guys lead. He's probably taking first threat and outside. P Ryan again runs going outside. He doesn't want to cut it upfield here. Cager just gets enough on that crack to, to make this guy off balance to, to, to get the uh, linebacker, whoever that is, linebacker off balance. So good crack, decent crack. Now, again, he doesn't want to press too, too quick outside right here because this guy's over the top. He'll, he'll take him. So he's going to press inside a little bit. Just let his blocks develop. Good job by um, Brown, who had a good couple of blocks this game, I would say. Brown, as a blocker, didn't look too bad. And I would say even Griffin looked decent as a blocker this game too, from what I saw. And Griffin was in earlier than... Croft was, which was interesting. Something to note. To note, maybe they're trying something out, but I didn't see Griffin making this roster. But maybe he does. So let his blocks develop. Patience. You know, relatively short stride, allowing for quick breaks. He's not overstriding. Playing low. Blocks develop. He trips, throws him outside. So now he doesn't want to go outside. So he's just going to continue to press up field. Leads his offensive lineman wants to keep himself clean. You don't, you don't want to just run into the back of guys and fall down. So he's basically stiff arming his, you know, 
um, offensive lineman um, to one read him to feel to feel the block and to keep himself and his feet clean. So hands on, get outside. Good patience, good reading of the blocks. Really good run. It's watching full speed. Sorry, I didn't play in full speed. I know people want me to play all the way in full speed first, but sometimes I get distracted. Good run. Next. Uh, P. Ryan touchdown. Pretty generic, but overall still put his head down. He got the touchdown. People laugh at this, but like, oh, he reminds me. I, I saw somebody. I'm not trying to call anybody out, but it was on Twitter. Somebody like, retweeted, like, oh, he reminds me of Chris Ivory. Let's swamp the brakes. You know, Chris Ivory was a bulldozer. So looks like there's running like uh, inside tight zone. Inside tight zone. Some good movement by the offensive line here. Uh, I don't know. I, I can't, I don't 100% know everybody's, every single person's number um, as backups. I don't feel like looking it up, but good double, good double. There's combos because there's nobody else to block. So it, just because there's two doubles doesn't mean it's a duo. Um, so they, they combo. Movement. Look at the movement. Offensive line from the backups. That's good. P. Ryan just presses the line in scrimmage, sees a gap he wants to take advantage of, and just puts his head down. Two arms on the ball, it seems like. Two arms on the ball. Drives his legs. Good job just reaching a little bit in right there for a touchdown. His knee is down like, I have a different angle of it, but good job. Just tight inside or tighter inside zone. Okay, good movement. These guys are getting moved. I, I like that from the backup offensive lineman. Two arms on the ball. Drive. His knee goes down now, but the ball oh, now, but the ball is over. So good run. Okay. Next, um, Carter. Initial watch. I remember saying um, that I thought he could have made a different cut or two watching back. I don't think it's as prevalent as I thought it was watching on broadcast, which, which happens, but um, overall seven rushes, 22 yards, nothing great, but I would say overall not bad either. So I, I put him in the good of the, of the offense. Um, let's see. Power toss different than my crack toss, but this is a power toss to me. They're going to leave the edge on block. They're going to block down and uh, they're going to toss it. So it's like a power block for, the the fullback which is Wesco so power toss good job by a couple of offensive linemen here um Becton again this is his assignment he knows that this he's going to be unblocked for the tight end for the fullback so he's just going to be patient right here and if he allows the you know quick penetration inside that's okay just get hands on but he wants to step towards the play just in case he does angle outside hands on extension little bit of a trip most likely here but overall still throws him to the ground cool with it um rest of the offensive line does a pretty good job too let's let's see um the right guard right tackle do a good job getting in front of this guy the uh four eye it looks like the end good movement there and you have the um Linebacker who scrapes over the top pretty quickly, which gets he gets you know downhill on Carter. Good good job by Carter, and I think 
Kyle or, or maybe it was Kyle, maybe it was me at first. I said like, Oh, maybe you should just race outside right here watching it back. And you know, frame by frame, if he races outside early here, he gets wide and, and now he doesn't have room to, to kind of juke him out to go to the sideline. So I actually like that he presses up the field to hold the defense inside. So maybe he can get outside. So presses up the field, then race outside. Break the, the very slight arm tackle. Work up. Maintain balance. Get an extra yard and a half. Good job. Seven. Okay, one more play of him. Cut back. Um, another 12 personnel set. <laughs> Again, just like a just like a weak weak inside zone, weak tight zone, weak inside zone, whatever. It's hard again, hard to tell the aiming point here, but they look re- you know really the, the same. The tight zones more to like the centers, the centers um, outside foot, or uh, the guards inside foot. Where inside zones more to the to the guards ass to the guards outside foot. So it's hard to tell on this angle, but the reads are pretty much the same, depending on the on the on the front, but takes the handoff, sees him widening, sees the um, inside gap, takes that. Now, after he takes that, what does he see? A lot of guys working to the, to the initial play side, and I believe he cuts it back again. Yeah, good reads. Simple, but good reads. Read helmets, leverage. This is inside, he's working to the outside. This is, this is, not, this is contested, which by the way, back then, more of like that zero step you see him did it at Louisville where it's more like a drop zero step where it's not really moving anywhere, but he's trying to stay tight. If this guy was outside, he would, his footwork would be more pressing to the outside because he's tight. He's going to, he's going to stay a little bit more inside hands on. And, and the good thing about Beckton here is too. remember how last year I said he tried to throw a little bit too much and he tried to throw a little bit here, but you're going to see him land the right hand on extension. He's working through that hand now extension and then keep on him. Last year at times he would just, grab and try to throw but here he actually works through the hand for a couple steps steps in the right direction so good job by him feeney again drops his hands gets splashed he gets pushed into the backfield which forces a cutback but good job by him seeing that cutback pressing out the field good job overall too by um mcgovern taking like that near step dropping his shoulder allowing uh, van roten to to you know get position on him and work the second level so good job on mcgovern right there even though he gets held or thrown or whatever it is right there, but still overall a pretty good job. Carter cut back, drop his helmet, get the first down. Good job. Good run. Um, other than that, uh, I had Ty Johnson. Looked pretty good. First run, he hit the holes that were there. Um, nine rushes, 33 yards. I had Josh Adams who had that one run for a good run or a good game. So I put that in there. The offensive line overall, I put as having a good game. I put one play in here just of the offensive line, which was, again, I think that was that first, the first play of offense, actually, um, where he, uh, where Ty Johnson got the, uh, the first down. Right? Yeah. A little bit of 21 here, 21 personnel, two running backs, or a fullback running back and a tight end. It's 21. Again, another like lead outside zone. 
And overall, the offensive line does a really good job again. Uh, you have McGovern, who, knowing that the three tech right here, he's not gonna, he's not working to the three tech. Um, he knows that's the guard's job. He's going to just based on the movement of the zone steps. He knows that he is he's assisting the right guard with um, with the one tech because he doesn't want to just climb. He wants to pop up the near shoulder and then let the right guard uh, take over it. So. Drop step, ricochet, pop up the near shoulder, which allows GVR to get on that shoulder or uh, get, get that positional leverage. Good job by McGovern getting to the second level and popping up the near shoulder. It's a really good block by him. Becton gets to the second level. Good, uh, good block by Griffin to hold up the D end, and then Wesco finishes the block. So the hole's there. Like, look, look everybody does a good job. McGovern, GVR, uh, even even uh, what's his name Feeney here does a good job getting positional leverage. Everybody's blocked, and Ty Johnson just obviously reads it properly and hits the hole. But c- compared to years past, this is this is this is wide open. So he just hits what's there, and the speed the speed shows lowers his helmet, falls forward. So really good job run blocking. Um, next. Um, oh, I had Adams in here twice. Adams, two rushes, 14 yards. Vincent Smith, I had as a solid game, three receptions, 39 yards, even though he had one drop, I think. Um, DJ Montgomery, two receptions, 28 yards. Like some of the depth guys made their case for, I think, the practice squad. I don't think Vincent, I mean, maybe Vincent Smith makes it to the six. Um, but DJ Montgomery, I doubt it. But practice squad guy, you've heard him make some plays. I had one miss, miscellaneous play. Um, a lot of plays in here, but next the next couple of sections don't have as much plays so i'll keep working through um let's see mims yak no oh see i, I told you I, I did 232s that's why i just screwed that up that's by accident oh montgomery did i just put him in here so why is this miscellaneous i already put his name in here i screwed that up um he's in he's number 14 right here just a speed release race inside get inside leverage on an inside route which is like a skinny post seam, skinny post, whatever. Um, white, not the best p- play fake, but reads the middle of the field, doesn't see a safety there, sees Montgomery with inside leverage, throws the ball, good accuracy, good catch by Montgomery. You know, miscellaneous, I put it in there. It's a relatively big game, but speed release, just take that inside shoulder. That's exactly what it did. You'd like to see him maybe, like, if this is a good corner, maybe press up a little bit into him to hold his feet, then get inside, but because it's a good corner, like he, he stays square, gets hands-on probably here, but in general, decent. Okay, moving on to the good, uh, good from the defense. Um, Mosley, obviously, only played a couple of reps, but the first play of the defense, uh, we saw him get a pass deflection, first play of the game. So looks like they run play action. Um, could be man, could be zone. Looks like probably man. Um, yeah, I would say it's, I would say it's man, just based on a few things, man, 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 looks like, um, they switch assignments, may and Davis because he's sifts. So just in case he does leak out, it's probably Davis's responsibility. And then he's going to take the running back. And then Mosley is in a, is in a, uh, in a hook zone. 
could be what it is. That's that's if I had to guess, that's what it is. Um, Mosley doesn't 100% fall for the play action. He creeps up a little bit, but based on the offensive lineman, sees that they're 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 uh, they're pass blocking and not really necessarily driving. Drops back, looks at where the quarterback is, the hallway, straight upfield, looking to his right. He knows the, the 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 route's probably inside, so he drops back to get into that into that hallway, into that throwing lane. Hand up, pass deflection. Um, good play. That's you know he didn't play a lot of reps, but that's that's a good play by Mosley. Um, I, I really cannot see him being any less than ten, top ten inside linebacker this year. I, I've been pretty strong on that. Um, Hamsa Nasladin, his first game, didn't look out of place, forced a fumble. Good game by him. Uh, let's see. Um, run to the obviously to the left, the inside zone. Some traffic. Is that Dwan four fifty again? Looks like he. I, I think I, that might be him, but um, in general, running into some traffic, I'll play in full speed. Sorry. You're going to see uh, a couple of good guys. Sherwood did a good job this game in terms of shedding blocks. So I, I like Sherwood right there. Ball pops up again. That's, that's really all it is, but um, watching frame by frame type deal. Sherwood, good job in terms of his leverage, hands, getting his hands onto the chest, reading the play, getting off of it. We have, you have uh, Hamsa who's away from the play right here. Gets it on the play, scraping over the top. Again, good job by him. Taking advantage of his length. You see how freaking long his arms are. Taking advantage of his length, getting off of the block. Eyes on the running back as the running back is working his way to him. Drops his weight to work past the, uh, you know, get underneath of the tackle. Or I think it's her, or the guard. I think it's Hernandez. So that's a starting guard. Right? Is that Hernandez? It might be Hernandez. I'm, I'm not 100% sure. I'm not going to look up 71. I don't, I don't really care that much, but good job stacking, getting on the play. Helmet right onto the ball, pops it up. And it looked weird, uh, which, by the way, like, oh, they didn't play against any starters. Okay, why is, why, are, why, are, why is Andrew Thomas and Hernandez in who are their starting offensive linemen? So they played against some starters. What it looked like happened to me – we'll go to another angle. I think there's another angle on the end of this. What it looked like right here was Hamza put his head on the ball – but then the running back actually, because of that contact, he brought his hand up to secure the ball. And he looks like he almost like punched it out himself. Cause like the, the, the helmet didn't pop out here. It looks like he hit it, got it loose. And then you have his hand. You see the hand come back right up, right up there. You see this hand, watch it. Looks like he went to go secure the ball again, like get two hands on it. And he almost like punched out himself. That's kind of what it looked like. It looked, it's just weird that helmet, then it popped out. So that's, that looks like what it might have been, but good job forcing the fumble, putting his head on the ball, stacking. Good job by Sherwood as well on that one. Um, three tackles for uh, three tackles for, for Ham, uh, one forced fumble. Uh, shed tackles well. Like I said, I have one play of him individually that I saw that was nice. Oh, this is a pass deflection that he had. Okay. Um, he's right here. And he's just going to drop into uh, what looks like Three robber. Yeah, yeah, three robber. So you have deep, deep, rob, deep, and deep, and then flat, flat, and the hooks, hook the curls or whatever. Um, and you have Sherwood, who drops into his hook zone, reading the quarterback's eyes, more of a spot drop, sees obviously the quarterback loading up and looking to um, this, this stop route. Works his way into that into that throwing lane, hands up, 
And I think he gets just, just gets his hand on the ball right there. Just a little bit to change the angle of it. So good pass deflection. Good job reading the eyes. Again, relatively basic, you know, spot drop three robber. But um, I had Lawson as a good game just because that one play, he almost got the sack, but he only played three snaps. Um, Eccles I had as a decent game. You know, I think there was one play or two that I was like, eh, but overall still a good game for him. Again, sixth round pick. Um, seems like a guy who's impressing a lot in camp, had like three, four pass functions last week. And now he's, um, and now he's uh, making some plays in the preseason game. So it's harder with the DBs to tell exactly what happens. Oh, okay. This is, well, this is the, this is the play where he gets a pass interference. So not a good play. I like the stance. I'm fine with the stance. Knees over toes, uh, shoulders down. You don't love the hand drop here. I never love hand drops. But overall, he says pretty square. So not a, not a, not a bad play, but the, the problem is with the, with the hand drops and widening, he kind of sits down. Now he's not over himself again. And now he is off balance. Reaches to contain, stays on. Okay, cool with it. The thing is here, you are supposed to see a, bit, a little bit more comfortable. So yeah, he's running a nine and he's trying to get, you know, the ball on this fade. Um, but you just want to see him play the ball and not, and not kind of obviously have a pass interference. So, cause he's in good position right here. Like overall you, you take this you know, nine times out of 10. So what he tries to do is he gets a little bit uncomfortable with the ball being in the air, just, you know, get first game, first time in an NFL stadium. And uh, he basically just takes his right arm right here and just traps the inside arm. You didn't have the replay angle, which is kind of BS, but he traps it. So you just want to see him be more comfortable playing the ball right there and not having to, to uh, interfere. So next 37. It's hard to tell exactly what happened on this one. We can watch initially right here. Off coverage could have been could have been three with a blitz, not a blitz for for signing. So, yeah, hard to exactly tell. Obviously, you know, <laughs> but uh, looked like a three. I can tell you that you got a pass deflection. So, again, stays on this guy is over top, playing the near the the, the near shoulder. Tracks the ball. The ball is lofted up there, and he just makes a play. You'd like to probably see him go for the interception here, to be honest, but he notices the ball's trajectory, notices that he's, you know, even a little bit more vertical than the receiver, so he's going to play the ball. He, he becomes a receiver now and could have maybe got two hands on this, but still pass deflection, so I can't tell what happened from, you know, from here to here, but he just runs probably a skinny post, and he just, he just stays on the outfield shoulder and knows he can close the ground. Those in close the ground. Play the ball. Cool. Relatively simple. I like to see, obviously, the all 22 angle. Next, Rankins. Um, I had him having a good game. I didn't see him play a lot of snaps, but the one snap I did see him play, uh, he had a pressure. So it's cool to me. Quick win pressure. He's right here. Again, really like it, this looks like the, the player he was in 2018 even 2020 he played limited snaps but he still he still provided pressure so shortens his stride one two 
And again, just based on a relationship, he's going to shorten his stride to get inside. He's anticipating, you know, this is just, just him being smart. He knows that this guy's probably going to work out to the outside to him, the left guard. So if he shortens his stride, he's able to, to penetrate the inside more. If you take two long strides, you're covering more ground. It's going to be harder for you to cross his face. So shortens the stride, reads the block. One, two. Not a good job by the guard in terms of reaching for that, for that punch, but Rankin sees that obviously. Swipes the out, swipes the inside arm, crosses his face. Both hands on that swipe too, so it's really it's a safe swipe. Get inside, hit on Mike Lennon. So as quick a win as you can, it's because of his shortened stride. Boom! He's explosive. He's, it's still there. Good job in coverage by everybody. Good job by May. Even good job by Bless. For the most part, but good job in coverage. And a hell of a pressure. Okay. Um, moving on. Rankins, Shepard I had as a good play. I have a couple, I have only have a couple, a couple plays left. Um, Shepard, 36. I did not think this was going to be two hours, but that's what happens. There's going to be three-hour shows in the future. Some of these plays. Um, run stuff. He is... What? Oh, sorry, 97. I, I, I thought this was a five. I was like, where the hell is he? So 97 right here. As the three tech looks like, again. They go with like, a, I would like to watch it a couple more times, but I did this pretty quick. Like a, It's like a trap. Yeah, they down the, the the left guard. Sorry, the left tackle. They they bring an extra tackle here actually, and he uh, the left tackle down blocks on Shepard, but he explodes, power, leverage stands him up, uses his hands, works past him, finds the finds the tackle for loss with sixty eight. Who I said who had a pretty good game, so good job by him too. Sixty eight. Again, because he's releasing to the second level. They're expecting some hesitation for him for the puller to kick him out on this trap. And uh, he works past it. Hands on, finds the running back. So good job by him. Good, by, good job by Shepard. Next, Rashid. Um, we saw some of his plays before, but had a sack and a half. Uh, two quarterback hits. John Franklin Myers, we saw the, the pass deflection. I'll put that up really quick. He's right here on the edge. Sorry. You're going to see some like run the pass where, again, he's not sure if it's counter. He's not sure what it is. The play flake is there. You have the guard pulling. Um, so he's not sure if it's like a, if, if it's like a counter run. Um, but he sees the quarterback hold the ball. Now he goes in the pass rush mode, hands on. Goes to obviously get the ball out, get the sack. Lennon loads up the throw, takes advantage of his long arms, extension. Obviously, he's targeting the ball, targeting the arm, hits the arm, ball out, and then Hamsa or Davis nearly get the pick. Really wanted the pick in live time. The ball seemed like it was up there forever, but obviously, it's a hard play to make. But good job going, run to pass. Seeing it, arms up, pass deflection. He makes, he makes a ton of plays. He's a good player. Um, 
I had Michael Dwumfor, the I think is UDFA from Rutgers, as a good game as well with a half sack. Um, unfortunately, he was I think the lone injury in this game, at least to my knowledge, the one that was ex- relatively significant. I think, um, but he is right here, I believe, as a three tech, and just power, just just a good good job with power coming off the ball. Looks like he goes to double swipe, but ends up kind of getting getting caught a little bit, and then just leaning into the chest, taking the open chest, and driving his feet driving his feet under him. Gets the hit. You see him swipe down an arm right there, which doesn't let the full motion, obviously the full throwing motion, um, take place. Now, what could have been a completion to whoever this is, is now uh, obviously incomplete pass. So, good job. Double swipe, feel the chest, takes it, feet under him, bull rush. You know, you might. That's that's the like the plan you need to have. Uh, you, if you plan to win a gap with a double swipe, doesn't work. But you have the chest, you have to adjust. And he did that, so that's, that's good. Um, Vologa this is a guy who I showed a couple of play of before '68. Uh, one tackle for loss, one quarterback hit. Good game from him. Two random plays. Run stuff on a duo run. They run duo. And this is just just a good job by, you know, not necessarily like like shedding the box, but you know, you're getting the you're getting the duo, you're getting the, the two guys, and obviously it, it, take, it almost looks like power without the puller. Basically, people is what how people try to explain it. But good job by um, 54. Is that Dwarm Four? I, I forget. Maybe that's Dwarm Four. But he gets comboed here, and he just holds his ground so much where it allows the linebackers to to fill. So. You're seeing kind of turn into that into that double team again. That's a that's a good job taking on a double team. You don't want to just open up your chest. You want to you want to really sink down. You know, turn one guy out and let one guy not get contact. There's multiple ways to take it on, but he takes it on well right here. Sinks down. A lot of pressure off the instep right there. Holding his ground. Linebackers fill. Tackle, which is uh, Davis, Jared Davis. So good job on the run stuff. No, is it, no, or is it, no, or is that Fado Kassi? I think it's Fado Kassi. I think it's 94. Looks like Fado Kassi. So good job by Fado Kassi standing that up. Yeah, it's Fado Kassi. So sorry. Good job by Fado Kassi standing up that double team. That's, you just see he's a freaking, he's a, he's a tank. He's hard to move. You can tell it looked like him. The power right there from the step and how low he is just does not allow, allow these guys to, to move their way to the second level. So good job. Um, next, one more random play, and then we move on to the bad, which I don't have a lot of. Move through all this stuff pretty quick anyway, because not plan on doing this long. <laughs> um, Gadri, man coverage right here. I don't love soft press, you know, almost more of like squat coverage at this point where you're like two yards off on third and two. So this is a good play and a bad play at the same time because – yeah, it's not it's it's not really the best play to be honest. Like it looks like a great pass deflection, but it's third and two. Know your situation. So if you're going to back up, you know you want to be you want to more like creep back and have your shoulders over your knees. You know knees over the toes type deal. Just leaning forward, not too much, but enough with a wide base and sit on the first down marker. But you don't want to backpedal past the first down marker and let him to cut inside of you because again, good quarterback, good receiver. 
if you, th- there was no real reason for this, for this, uh, the hesitation right there, just one, two, right. I guess there kind of was, he was trying to eat up ground. Like he short strides him a little bit, but just race up field, break inside. If this bowl is, is on time and it's a better break, like you could tell it's not the best break. Like he, it's not good. Look at that break. is not good. It's not as sharp as it could be. And if he flattens it out, it's a first down. I don't love the coverage in terms of him backing up and allowing him that break inside like that cleanly. So good play in terms of closing the ground and playing the ball right there. Can't necessarily tell if you got the hand on, but in general, I don't love, I don't love the room right here on third and two situationally. So moving on pass deflection still, but not all pass deflections are, are the same. Um, Bad from the offense, Feeney, we talked about a little bit. Moses was okay, I think, but not overly impressive. Um, James Morgan, I would say, was was bad. Or not bad. He wasn't. He definitely wasn't good. That's that's for sure. I wouldn't say he was dreadful, but um, he had a couple of bad plays. We'll look at him really quickly. Again, it's James Morgan. Fourth-round picks. So you want to see him do something. Oh, no, sorry. That's, that's, that's White. I don't know why I put that in as Morgan. That's, that's my fault. So this is White missing a throw. Low snap. Not the best from Feeney. Again, looks like this run like a, like a wolf concept, most likely where the, with the inside corner and the outside out, it's a smash variation. You just have to take the quick, um, the quick five, you know, five, the maybe a little bit more yard gain from Brown. And uh, not the best footwork in terms of really driving through that step. You can see it like kind of twist. It's more twisted than driving through it. Stand sticks a tiny bit wide. And there's not a lot of weight transfer here. So not the best throwing motion. I'm not going to harp on it too, too much like I would with Wilson, but bad throw. So sorry, I said that was white, but that was, or I said that was Morgan, that was white. Um, next, I guess these are two plays of actually Morgan, hopefully, not white. Morgan missed Mims. Second miss in a row. So he missed the play before this, I guess. And this play he missed as well. So take a snap, kind of a bit low. Read the middle, read the concept to his right. Mims is open on the out route. And what he's what he's seeing is just, you know, wherever his whatever his reads are, he looks to be reading, okay, this guy is opening his hips up. He's running an out route. Can I fit the ball into Mims um, on the sideline if he's gonna make a good cut outside? Yes. Pretty simple. Decides to throw the ball. Can't I can't 100 percent tell with the footwork. He's not as pointed as I want him to be towards where he's trying to throw the ball, throws the ball, rips it way too far outside. Where again, if in terms of Mims, like yeah, it was the most comprehensive, great route. I can't necessarily tell, but now you're looking at another completion on third down to him. If this ball is on target, but he just throws the ball, his power, his control wasn't, wasn't there with Morgan, but you want to see that completed obviously on third down. Have Morgan good throw. Okay. Um, Yeah. Take the snap, read the coverage, which is just looks like cover one. Yeah, it looks like cover one, or it is cover one. He wants to take a shot. You have the uh the ins- the, the the fade from the slot. So he probably has a read here, and then it's by one, two, three, or one, two, three, whatever. I don't know if I said it the same way, but this is probably his first read. And he's just gonna trust his receiver to make a play, take a shot, see him with outside leverage, try to throw it to the outside. Outside, uh, now 
this is risky because he's two yards over the top, but he just trusts Vincent Smith or DJ Montgomery, whoever it is to, to get to the outside. And again, just knowing leverage. Yeah. He's over the top, but he's a lot of room to the sideline. So he leads him to the sideline in terms of the location of the ball. Um, couldn't really be better to be honest. Like this is, this is a perfect throw hits Montgomery in the outstretched, outstretched arms. Like that's, you couldn't walk that into a better spot pretty much. And he just isn't able to track the ball into his hands. So really good throw by Morgan, really, really good location, like fantastic location and touch but it's just not completed. So would have been different. It was completed. You look at it differently, but overall from him, good play. Um, white was, was eh, but still clearly the best backup. I would say in terms of like, he didn't look great. Like obviously he missed throws the handoff thing that happened, but overall he had the most command of the offense. So I said he had the best game out of those guys, but um, 13 for 1927 yards, no touchdowns, no picks, one sack. Um, this is a bad play that I have of him go over this really quickly. Obviously, in a situation like this, you want to see him um, have a little bit more awareness of the situation. You know, just I, I get like everything's happening fast. He doesn't see a lot of reps, but at this point, your running back is falling down. What what should you do? You know, if he's able to get up quickly, maybe you hand it off to him. But obviously, the timing of the play is screwed up here, and he's probably going to tackle for a loss. So pull the ball, roll out of the pocket, throw it out of bounds. Instead, you know, he, literally, he literally reaches down to hand the ball off like just have better awareness here and just, and throw the ball away. And, you know, you, you effed up on a play, but now it's second and 10 instead of, you know, second and 15 and he fumbles too, which had to recover. So not a good decision by white there. You have to have just more feel for the game. Next bad from the defense. I put three plays. I have six more plays to do. Do them pretty quick. Actually say seven, I guess. Um, bad from the defense. I put Lamar Jackson in here. He's a guy who's fighting to make the roster, but I just don't think he's athletically gifted enough to make this roster, especially with some of the guys we have on the team now. Top of the screen right here, um, you're just going to see him, again, not going to shuffle in. Watch the top. He's in soft press. And this motion right here. So he's the, the receiver's pressing up the field. Don't want your feet to leave the ground. Pretty much never, at, at least in press. You know, so you're an aggressive jam and you're taking a shot, but in terms of like planks off coverage, like you want to creep back. So this motion hops back, doesn't get a shuffle in, gives him the outside. So now he's in, now he's hopping back, kind of leaning back, shooting two hands. Now his hips are locking. Now the guy, if he defeats those hands, he's pretty much screwed. He's, he partially defeats the hands. Now he doesn't have the athleticism to keep up. Over the shoulder, perfect location. He gets beat. But the, the hop back right here and the reach for contact with two hands is not good. You know, you want to see that. You want to see a shuffle. You want to see an offhand jam. You want to see his feet under him. Not a good play. And he just, he's not, he's not athletic. He's just not. So is what it is. Two random plays from the defense. Hall, too much room. Yeah. Uh, some man coverage. Uh, is it man? Yeah, looks like man. Yeah, it could have just been a lot of short routes. So they kind of just picked him up in their, in their zones. But, um, could like two man, whatever. I'm not trying to, I'm, I'm moving pretty fast at the end here. Cause I took a lot of time in the beginning. Yeah. Cover, cover two. Could have been six. There's, there's a couple things that could have been, I, I, I would need to see a little bit more and watch it a couple more times. But the one thing I can say for Hall, who is, who is bailing at the snap um, with, with number one being your primary, your primary threat, your primary responsibility right now, I, even if he is bailing because of the coverage, whether it be a three or whatever it is, um, 
you don't want to just vacate your 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 zone so quickly as if to you know to completely you know vacate it where if they were to throw a curl of you know comeback whatever you're completely off because that's his responsibility opens up way too much hips are completely open you don't want to see him again more outside more patient right here um and more square to the target instead of being completely open because anything outside right here anything breaking back you're pretty much screwed what you see happens way too much cushion catch first down too easy you can't give him that much cushion it's just pretty much as simple as that let's see the cover coverage a couple of times to tell exactly what it was again six and three or whatever but in general too much room just based on what the responsibility looked like right there um, next most random or next most random next random play that I have from the defense bad uh, busted defense from a couple of guys who weren't necessarily in the bad or the good so I just put it in here as a, as a bad play from the defense um, not a good play obviously by uh, I, I said his name a thousand times in the night and I'm not going to remember it damn it I forget what his name is 33 whoever 33 is who's a lot of us like a safety nickel type guy um, obviously to be more aware of this, you're, you're blitzing, run blitz, whatever, or you're blitzing off the edge, be aware. Okay. Mesh point. You know, I'm not going to get to the quarterback if he hands off the ball. So stay a little more patient, stay tight to the edge, stay tight to the, to the outside hip of the tackle or whoever the, the edge player and contain the outside Zane Lewis. That's, that's who it is. Thing. Zane Lewis completely over pursues could have been a safety or at least a, a run stuff completely overruns it. Just not a good play in terms of awareness of, of the run. You got to play under control. It doesn't I'm a little excited. I get it. And then you have um, Dawkins right here. Who again, is reading the running back, whatever his keys are guard to guard, tackle the guard, whatever, whatever his keys are. Really congested in here. Want to stack this guy, read the running back is never able to get to the outside. Not, not the worst, not the worst side, you know, not the worst play from him. Cause he presses a little bit, not sure where the cut is of the running back. Um, it's really a lot on, on Zane Lewis. Pretty, pretty bad. You know, and obviously you have a Valentine who makes a tackle, but huge gain on, you know, first and 10 from the two yard line. It's not what you want to say. Miscellaneous plays. And then I have, I think one of special teams. No, just miss. I have three miscellaneous plays. So 22, 38, 41. Oh, this is just the refs back-to-back bad spots. I'm just going to put this in here because it was terrible. Um, play action. You have uh, West goes a check down option. Leaks out after working his way through the B gap or C, uh, B gap. Checks it down. Okay, fine. Good decision by White. Second and eight. Let him pick up some yards. Catches the ball. And again, this is not a terrible spot, but it's pretty. It's still bad. Like he clear. He very clearly gets to the inch marker like like the in, in terms of like away from the first down like he is literally elbow hits there like he is halfway between these two yard markers where they spot the ball here half a yard behind already a bad spot you know not brutal but bad inside handoff tight zone ty johnson which from the coaching perspective solid and fine from what I saw, but he didn't challenge this, which I thought was a bad play or, or, or a bad call by him. So bad, no call. So I actually want to see solid challenge this preseason, you know, does he care that much? I, I don't know. Maybe they, maybe it's a situation like, Hey, whatever. We want to start a punt team. Like that happens. It's, it, it doesn't count. So if that's the case where they want to see the punt team, they, they want to see how they re, would respond to it. Fine. But if he saw this and didn't challenge because of no reason, 
then it's bad because he was very clearly over the line. Like you could see Ty Johnson's entire body is over the line right here. And, and they marked him short. Like how, like how, how was he short of the, of the yard of gain right here? Very clearly completely over the line. So terrible job of the refs. Just want to put that in there. Uh, I'm sure the Giants broadcast are like, oh, yeah, he's clearly short because they were terrible too. Preseason, I know what this is. Just a dump off to the flat. To the running back, I'm going to forget his name off the top of my head. He's not going to make the team anyway. But some pressure. He sees a free release, the, the, the open uh, flat to the running back. Good decision by, by Morgan, honestly. You know, pressure, hit a guy on third, third and eight with plenty of room to run. You like to see the ball, obviously, um, a little bit lower and, and on him. But still, a situation where the, the running back should be able to like, catch the ball and turn up field. Uh, loses his balance, falls. Okay. Kind of is what it is. Shit happens. Gets up again, falls. And then he clearly, again, reaches out for the first down before he's touched. And the refs marked it short, but we challenged and he was over the line. Um, last play. Special teams play. Vincent Smith again. A couple of catches, a couple of yards. And then... Uh, with, with this play punt by man who first play first punt was a, was a line drive. And after this, he pinned him a couple times in, inside the 20 and the 10 and obviously great location of the ball right here at the, at the, uh, at the three yard line. Great job by Vincent Smith um, winning his uh, as a gunner and then hell of a job, obviously to plant his foot outside of the uh, end zone, tap the ball literally could not be better out of the one yard line, literally like not even the one. Hell of a job by Vincent Smith. Good, good pump by Brady Man too. Uh, moving on to the special teams again. Pretty good for him. Um, for Man, uh, Mims saw a few snaps, snaps on special teams. Apparently, he asked to be on special teams, so he wants to show some dedication. Cool with it. A little bit confusing at the time, but after the game, you learn that. Um, Nugar, the UDFA, got cut today, uh, but he shanked a 53-yarder pretty badly. Amendola made one extra point. The Jets kicker's not on the team. I, I, I just severely doubt it. Maybe, maybe it's Amendola, but. You got to do more there, Douglas. Um, Cole was a punter turner in absence of Barrios, so I guess he's the number two. But Barrios, I still, I still think he's going to be the primary kick and punt returner. Um, punt returns a little bit different than kick returning, just in terms of the punt returner. You want to be more shifty because typically, when you catch the ball, you have guys closing ground quickly, so you want to be more shifty side to side to avoid guys. Kick returners are guys like, like uh, you know, the Hester's, the guys who are faster, who could, who could, uh, and Hester's good at everything. But like, let's say the Cordell Patterson's, who can build up more steam um, and break some tackles like that. So there's a little bit of difference between punt returner and kick returner. Just because you're a punt returner doesn't mean you're a good kick returner and vice versa. Um, injuries, Michael Dwum for the UDFA from Rutgers. I think that was the only big injury, that are the one that I heard. Um, something to note. Other than that, uh, the other notes in the game, there was no Hardy, there was no Barrios, there was no ABT, there was no Moore, there was no Coleman, there was no Dunn. Wanted to see Dunn. Definitely wanted to see Moore. Definitely wanted to see ABT. Definitely even see Barrios and Hardy, but they didn't play. Uh, Coleman, for personal reasons, everybody else, I guess, like injuries are managing their their bodies or whatever it may be. Um, that's it. I will see you guys on Thursday. We'll talk about a little bit about the next preseason game, which is going to be the game we expect to see two to three quarters of the starters. So you want to see, again, what we saw this game, you know, good defensive line, not, no terrible coverage bust for the corners, which is a positive, to be honest, based on their, their reputation. Good pass rush. I think I already said that. Good run stuffing. Zach Wilson, good game. Good game from Davis. Good game from Mims. Like, there's a, we got a lot of what we asked for in that game. So it's a positive. Um, I will see you again in a couple of days on Thursday. Thanks for watching and uh, make sure to tune in and, and comment and uh, interact with us.
Kyle Smith and I. And remember again, after as the season starts, going to be a live stream every single Thursday night, six o'clock. And then there might be a game or two where we do a post game reaction. I'm not necessarily a live stream during the game guy because I like to watch the game and you know and have that time to myself to watch and have a beer or two. Um, we may do a post-game reaction or two if I have off that night and I, I feel like doing with Kyle. So you might see us do one or two more of those because the last one was a fantastic um, you know, show up by you guys. And then I know the one game we have a live stream for is during the Colts game or a little bit before. The, well, the Colts game is probably at 8.30, right? So we'll probably do a live stream 6.30 to 8. Maybe we'll live stream for the game, the Colts game. Maybe we'll do one game this year would be the Colts game on, on, on Thursday night. So we'll see. Again, appreciate you guys. I'll see you in a couple days.